I don't want sugar in my croissant. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, May 12, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination. This is episode 303. This is No Agenda. And now officially recognized by the European Union. Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. Yay, in the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I can't really hear the music or anything else that you're playing there. Ah, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, rambling along. I'm going, what the... Blah, blah. And, I, and, I, and you're like, oh, wow, why, why is he doing that rambling without the music? That make no sense. Yeah. In the morning to you, John. In the morning to you, Adam, and to all ships at sea and feet in the air. And to all of our human resources who are in the chat room at noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, all charged up and ready to go the way their government loves them, uh, slowly uh, amortizing their uh, $9.1 million human resource value down to zero. So the uh, I'm looking at the uh, some of the email, and I, I realize that, Gee, when's the last time we heard anything about these those nukes uh, in in Japan? The nukes did in you, Japan? Did you, the, the 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 power plants? Oh, okay, did, yeah. Did you, yeah. When's the last time you heard about? It? Did you know that as of today, plant number one is now causing all kinds of problems. The 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 the, the, the core the uh, the fuel has been exposed to the air, and maybe more radiation than ever before will be now released. I'm I'm too preoccupied waiting for uh, li- listening to Senator Inhofe talk about uh, the uh, Osama bin Laden pictures. I have no time for important stuff like that. You mean like the clip that I have? <laughs> Did you get it too? <laughs> uh, Inhofe? Yeah. Uh, uh, the one from uh, Elliot Spitzer? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Brilliant minds think alike. Shall we? Now, actually, it's interesting because this, he... I think it might have been pool video at one point because everyone sh- uh, has the video of Senator James Inhofe, who's on the is he on the Intelligence Committee? Is that what he's on? Is that why he's a privileged uh, elite that he's allowed to see the the pictures? I don't know what committee he's on, but he did get to see the pictures and said they were gruesome. Well, uh, we can actually hear him explain. Uh, but the question is, what pictures did he actually see? The first twelve were taken in the compound. Right is obvious. It was right after the incident took place. So they're they're pretty grueling. The other three were taken on the ship, and they included the the burial at sea. So uh, I, I would I would say this. Three of the first twelve pictures were of Obama when he was alive. Obama. <laughs> Obama. And the funniest thing, it's a split screen with Elliot Spitzer, and uh, and you know there's a little delay, and you and here's what Spitzer is looking like a freaking zombie into the camera. Well, yeah. Inhofe says Obama, and all you see is Spitzer's eyes for like a nanosecond shift left to the right and then back, because you know he's looking at some floor producer going like, no, 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 don't react to it, don't worry about it, don't say anything, shh, shh, shh. Don't say anything. Three of the first 12 pictures were of Obama when he was alive. <laughs> you know, this can't be a coincidence anymore. This, this, is, this is impossible. This is got- Obama. Well, I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I catch myself. I haven't done it I recently. haven't had this happen ever. Mickey's had it. You've had it. Uh, all the people I love seem to yeah. have it. I have, well, this here's has the not deal. happened I, to me. But- by the way, you may have, you may be, I don't know. I mean, he, there was an interaction between him and Spitzer, I thought. I mean, the, the thing could have been just a, a, a feed, 
that was no. He's actually he's actually asking questions, but I, uh, yeah. he certainly. Well, uh, I don't know why he didn't say something because it seems to me that right there you say, "Hey, you mean Osama?" Well, Spitzer, uh, Spitzer looks off to the right for for us to the left, for him to the right for a nanosecond. He shifts his eyes and clearly someone was was standing next to the camera. But, floor producer well, then going he's like, an "No." Obvious stooge because any no. normal person who's listening <laughs> would say, "Excuse I mean, me, you mean uh, Obama, Osama?" Uh, yeah, now I did it. You need you. The thing is, I always say Osama bin Laden. I I rarely ever say Osama. If you're just going to say Osama, that's where it happens. And I rarely ever say Obama. I always say George W. Obama. You know, giving our president uh, credibility with his proper name. Hello, everybody. Um, but let's just listen to these pictures though for a second, because of course uh, we want to know how how incredibly horrible these gunshot wounds look. In Obama's head. And they did this for the purpose of being able to look at those and seeing the, the nose, the eyes, and the relationship for positive identification purposes. And that was good. Now, of course, that's how we always uh, identify people positively is by their nose and ears. Uh, one of the things that was, uh, and I had to made, make my own conclusion on this because they're not really sure. One of the shots went through an ear <laughs> and out through the eye socket. <laughs> I was like, cool. So that was a shot from behind. Then he was or shot the in the side. back. No, if if it goes through the ear and it comes out the eye socket, then it's well, a he shot. He also from- corrected it. He didn't know. He, he went on. No, he didn't. Or it went into the eye socket and out, but it exploded. No, he doesn't yeah, right know what he's there. talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, but that was pretty hilarious and pretty stupid. That uh, that uh, what's his face, Elliot Spitzer, didn't say anything. Typical. Imhoff sounded drunk. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, well, wouldn't you be drunk if you had to do this kind of work for a living? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the exact, exact same thing. I'd be hammered. I was watching nothing but these uh, hearings. I was listening to the entire AT&T uh, T-Mobile hearing, which I have some clips of, which I, I find interesting. Uh-huh. Um, and Really? Uh, th- 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 that's interesting? Yeah. Why is that, well, why is that interesting? Because the guy that runs the CEO of AT&T is a douchebag. That's oh, why. okay. Oh, you mean a... Uh, douchebag. Yeah. So, nice. uh... Okay. Well, that makes and sense. He's got, and he's full of crap, and he's, but he's a sweet talker. <laughs> but anyway, the I, I to watching these things, I'm thinking, I bet you, you know, there, there's the, there is a reputation in Washington for all the senators and House members to be alcoholics. I, I can see where you'd head that way, because it's pretty, you know, you got to do something. Yeah, well, um, it's funny. My uh, my uncle, as you know, uh, has uh, been involved in many a decision making. My sister visited him when she was recently over from Italy, and uh, and I. Next time I see him, and I will see him when we uh, go on the big uh, uh, No Agenda Gitmo Nation tour. Uh, we will be seeing uh, Uncle Don. And maybe and, you could borrow uh, Will Smith's bus, <laughs> the stinky one, <laughs> the stinky noisy one. Anyway, uh, and Willow was telling me some story about that that he was talking about when they decided to do some, basically start a war. It must have been either Korea or Vietnam or whatever. Uh, that my uh, my aunt, Aunt Meg, you know, that they were in the study. I guess they didn't do this in any secure location at his house, probably. And uh, and they were discussing this for you know until deep in the night. But they were drinking like they had drunk like three bottles of scotch until they thought, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> scotch <laughs> completely hammered 
Oh, I mean, let's go to the, we should uh, go bomb this uh, stuff. Let's bomb it. <laughs> let's bomb. Let's bomb it. Hey, what do you say, John? We could do that job. Well, you know, if you're if you're plastered enough, probably the only word you can actually say and get bomb. out is the word bomb. <laughs> In fact, I think my uncle actually said, "Dudes, I'm so bombed." Bomb. Okay, let's do it. Let's bomb it. <sighs> hey, a lot of uh, PR company work is going on, which has just been astounding me. Uh, the one that came out, I guess, this morning, this story um, from the PR company that apparently Facebook hired to uh, uh, get a journalist to write an op-ed that they would then place in some prominent publications, I might add, some of them which we read, such as the Washington Post, uh, to smear Google on their privacy policies and uh, and actions. Do you, have you followed this yet? No, I missed this whole story. This is great. Yeah, no, it is great because it shows two things. A, Google's evil. B, Facebook's evil. Uh, C, PR companies run the show. So this, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, well, we know that. Yeah. And this is about uh, Google's uh, circle. Anyway, the uh, Daniel Lyon is the uh, uh, the reporter. I guess he used to work for uh, MSNBC. So a, um, I think I know him. <laughs> yeah, you might. Let me see if uh, I can pull up the relic here. I, let, let me, me see. Just, let me look at the pictures, and I'll see if it's him. Yeah, this is. Uh, is it with an E or an I? D A N I E L. Uh, hold on. I've got a. There we go. L Y O N L Y O N. Yeah, L Y O N S. Yes. American Rand. Okay, so this was. Um, is it Forbes? Maybe is it. Uh, I don't know if they even have the right guy here. Anyway, so Facebook hired PR firm BM. What is that? Burson? Burson? Yeah, Burston Marsteller. Yeah. Right. One of the big, big boys. Right. And so they uh, they approached the journalist and said, look, um, you know, here's all the details on how evil Google is with their Google social circles thing, whatever, stealing your information and selling it to advertisers, et cetera. And they said, you know what, uh, you know, we'll uh, we can get you a placement in Washington Post, Huffington Post, Politico, all these great, great online publications that people trust so much. Daniel Lyons is the fake Steve Jobs. Well, is he? The, but is he the guy? I, he may not be the. Yeah, Dan Lyons reveals. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he wrote a book about it and the whole thing. And you know, the funny thing, I I, only, I don't know him personally, but I do know that. Uh, I mean, he yeah, he's the fake Steve Jobs. He's gotten a lot of. He's a very high profile since he since he pulled that stunt. Uh, no, so th- this is a different guy. I'm sorry. This is uh, he's the so, uh, Lions is the guy who's breaking it. The person who oh okay, so Lions is breaking the he's, story. He's breaking the story. The journalist in question was Christopher Sogoian. S o g h o i a n. S o what? S o g. Yeah. H-O-I-A-N. And so he's actually published the emails from uh, the PR firm. <laughs> this is a, it's, a, it's a tremendous scandal. And, it, and it, I really hope that we can, uh, you know, that people can take this for what it really is, because it says so much, mainly about Facebook. You know, how can you trust people that do stuff like this? And what is Facebook so afraid of? Unless, of course, someone's not playing ball. And, you know, we can't have this happening if both Facebook and Google are NSA, CIA. So, you know, 
we've this we this is so fresh. I mean, we just it happens on yeah. The, on well, Shagoyan is I'm looking at his Twitter post, and he says that Facebook give its PR firm a list of privacy advocates who might agree to a ghost written op ed or did a PR firm create the list itself. He's breaking the story that apparently Lions picked up on right, exactly exactly. So who's the writer that they were there's a stooge writer? So he's not the guy. So, well, Segoian's the guy. He he, no, he he didn't write the article. He's the guy who broke the story. No, no, he's he's breaking the story that he was approached by. BM, oh, okay. and he has and he the, was approached. Yeah, and he's published the emails. Then now there are other bloggers who um, uh, who were approached, and apparently they probably took money as well to write about this. So this is this is great. This is really good. This yeah, should, it's scandalous. It's, How totally, come I wasn't approached? Yeah, really. Where's <laughs> I know? Here's how the meeting went. Uh, how about Dvorak, <laughs> dude? He doesn't even read his email. <laughs> He doesn't. Even, he gets no spam because he doesn't read it. He doesn't read his emails. It's a waste of time. Don't waste the bits on sending Dvorak an email. Well, I think that Segoyan <laughs> should be praised. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for blowing the lid off of it. Because, and, and all the other bloggers who didn't, because what you do with these kinds of things, of course. Uh, you don't just you approach should, one person. You, you, you have a fan. You fan it out. Yeah, Spread you Spread the you, love. And so, it's, it, yeah, great. That's funny. Well, but then, <laughs> that was Burst and Marsteller that got their tit in the ringer. Yeah, well, and they're big, right? They're uh, they're a huge. Oh, firm. huge! Yeah, they, and they don't just do tech companies. They got to do all kinds of stuff. No, they do. They're, they're the big. They're like the Hill and Nolan. They're as they're big the, as Hill they and are Nolan. the Hill and Nolan. So there's another um, huge PR push, which uh, is working extremely well. But people are missing, uh, missing out, or uh, really missing the point as to what's happening. And this is about vaccines. And normally we leave vaccines until later on in the show. Now, for those of you new to the program, uh, we have been doing uh, research and tracking the pharmaceutical companies for years now regarding vaccinations. And uh, of course, we all know about the swine flu vaccines and and. Uh, how the uh, World Health Organization was complicit uh, with the people making money in the back end, owning patents, having interest in pharmaceutical companies. And the, the big pharma companies, they're, all of their uh, big medication, is, their patents are running out in, in the next few years. So they have to have the next boondoggle, the next bonanza. Right. They, would have, they've had, they would have had more good medicines and maybe things that would actually help people. But instead, they spent all their money on marketing. Exactly. And in all of their annual reports, and, and not the necessarily the report that is sent to Wall Street, but uh, if you go into any, you know, so, Sanofi Puster or Merck or any of these big guys, and you want to download the PowerPoint presentation that either their CEO or the COO has given to investment bankers. And in that, you always see this huge hockey stick curve. And, well, this is our vaccine business. It's going to be a bonanza. And why is for multiple reasons. One... Uh, this is giving medication to people who aren't sick. Uh, so there's a lot more of people who aren't sick than are sick. This is really groovy, and it's uh, going to protect you from something. They've successfully changed the actual definition of what a vaccine is. Um, in addition to that, for uh, vaccinations, now there is a statutory law in the books approved by the Supreme Court of these Gitmo Nation United States that does not allow you to sue a pharmaceutical company if you uh, get sick from a vaccine. So they've kind of got everything all teed up. Beautiful. Now, how do we start? Now, of course, we need to push this agenda further and further. And there's a new way they're doing it. And it was, it was fascinating to me. Uh, and I was reading about this. And it wasn't until I saw this woman appear on uh, Fox 
And uh, I, I looked her up and I listened to her story. And oh, by the way, I, I saw that she had an IFB. She's a guest on the show and she has an IFB, i.e. An, an earpiece in while she's discussing this on the show. Most guests, I will tell you, don't have an earpiece when they appear on a show. Uh, I, I beg to differ. Most guests, I said. If they're, if they're depends, on the show, if, in, if on, she's in, in studio, in studio. Okay, if she's in studio, it's rare. If she's out, out, out if it's a remote shot, they always have an IFB. She's in studio. She's sitting right across from the, from the desk from the uh, from the guest host. Was there anybody off because that no. she had to listen to? No, no. She's in studio. And what happened, and I didn't notice it until I saw her pull it out of her ear because, and this happens a lot, um, if you don't either don't set it up right and you don't have it on the guest channel only, she was probably hearing some crap in the control room and it was annoying her while she was talking. Either that or what they were saying she didn't like. That's also possible. But really, when I looked at this woman who, by the way, is hot. Was it a uh, uh, was it a generic earpiece or was it a custom earpiece? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Okay. Um, but she was hot. I mean, that whenever they got someone on Fox who's hot, I mean, you got to be like, OK. She'll, right? Whenever let's see what she has to say. See. Yes, there must be something extremely important. So this is a... And I, I got to set it up so you... Because then only will you really understand what's being said. This is... She's blowing the lid. Blowing the lid off of this huge scandal we didn't know about. Apparently, the government has been paying victims, uh, child victims of vaccinations gone wrong, millions of dollars quietly... So they don't cause too much trouble. You with me? Yeah. So what you think she's saying is these vaccines, you know, they're, they're causing autism. It's horrible. So, you so shouldn't you're, take oh, so them. You're like, so this is basically one of these uh, uh, reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. Yeah, reverse psychology. Sleight of hand. Let's you start thinking one way, and then they drop the bomb on you. So the message here, I believe, and I want you to listen to this clip, Johnny. You tell me, especially there's some things in there that she says that it really hits home. The message I believe here is vaccines good, uh, and actually she says that in, at the end of the clip. Vaccines, I'm vaccines are great. There is a very small percentage of people who, because of their DNA, respond. Uh, in horrible ways to vaccinations and uh, get autism and get all messed up. But don't worry, the government will pay you money. And this is the message. And what is so fascinating about what you'll be announcing tomorrow and what you and the other parents say, the federal government has always said that there is no connection between vaccines and autism, though they did have a multi-million dollar payment to one little girl, Hannah Poling, And they said that her case was so unique because she had an underlying mitochondrial condition that did cause autism, but that that would never happen again and that that was very unique. Yet you are living proof that, in fact, they have been paying other parents. How much has your settlement been? Our settlement has been uh, millions of dollars, and the way that they do it is there's a lump sum for the child. It's not something the parents ever have access to. It is then paid out in an annuity where they figure out the exact life cost for the child over a lifetime. However, let me tell you that, you know, as you're figuring this out, they say helpful things like, but a lot of the kids don't live to be very old with this disability. <laughs> so she's just, she's just telling you the contract here. This is just only communicating. Yeah, let, let, me, let me point something out immediately. Right. These deals are never done without non-disclosure agreements. Of course. Well, and she actually Ever. goes into that. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, she could. She could not even be talking like this 
Right. She would. If they were paying her, they would not be paying her another nickel. Exactly. Figure it right down to the diaper, and it's paid out yearly. So as the government was saying all these things, it was very baffling to me as the parent of a child that the government, out of the other side of their mouth, was saying, yes, your child is disabled, he has autism, he has mental retardation and seizures, and we're going to pay for his care. And see, because the government has never allowed for this connection, and in fact, they've been quite clear to say that there are no studies that, that connect autism with vaccines, this in some ways smacks of a cover-up. Were you... A cover-up? Ever told to keep well, who is quiet. this woman that's on Fox that's re- that that's doing these dramatic readings? But she's reading the script. Look, thank you. She's reading the script. It's so obvious. She even said cover up because that's in all. It's in uppercase in the teleprompter. Cover up. Emphasize this word about this settlement. Very routinely, we had a lawyer who did these kind of cases regularly and talked about how dicey it was to have a topic like autism come up. And even subsequent to winning the case, and I say winning in quotes, you know, if the winning came at the expense of a marriage breaking up of the other kids going through severe stress and of my son finally being placed in a home because he needs around the clock care. So winning is misleading. Yes. But even after that, I was told, you know, this is an annuity. This is something he's not giving. She's actually laying out the terms here. It's an annuity. For every year your kid lives, we give you an amount of money. His money for life. Be careful talking about this. Yeah, I'm sure that's what the government said. Just be careful talking about this. This is an annuity. It could stop at any time. What bull. Yeah, thank you. Your best just to, you know, feel lucky you've won this case. And to be quite honest, not knowing other parents, you have no access to anybody. I had no idea how prevalent this was. And so, yeah. Aha, prevalent because everyone can do it. Tomorrow, you and dozens of other families are taking the bold step, even though you had been told to be quiet because the money could dry up for care, Uh you are taking the bold step of coming out and making what announcement? Okay, now, let's see if she actually says anything here. Making an announcement that the idea that there's no link between vaccines and autism is a complete red herring. Child was compensated Whoa. in two Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> That's a good one. It's great, isn't it? I love. I love this. I mean, this hit me so hard, and mainly because everyone was sending me these emails saying. You know, the government's been covering this up. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a PR move. There are dozens of other cases like this. And, you know, we know from something like statistics, as soon as we have one exception to what we're saying unequivocally, it's not true. This is not true. You know, certainly there's a risk in parents speaking up. Some aren't comfortable doing that. But frankly, being one of the lucky ones, I feel a real obligation to do that. She's one of the lucky ones. I don't understand. Her kids messed up. But she's one of the lucky ones, I guess, because the lucky ones are getting cash paid. paid, Right. Uh, And I know that you also want to make the point that you are not anti-vaccine, nor are these other parents. You just want the information to get out there that there is a risk to vaccines. There's a risk to vaccines. I'm assuming that we'll find out, like so many things, that there's an interaction between genetics and a very few number of people Uh and the vaccines. I'm very pro-vaccine program. (laughs) I understand public good, that there's often a few that suffer in the context of that. My problem is not taking care of the children that have been the casualties of this. Uh To me, that is completely immoral. So I looked this woman okay. up. I looked this woman up, Sarah H. Bridges. Guess what? She, she's a doctor, a PhD, uh, and she's a consultant. Ooh. 
Her consulting advice draws on this both-sides-of-the-desk experience and is firmly grounded in what works, not just what's possible. Right. Now, we talked about this on the show before, which is the ability of some PR agencies or the modern PR agencies, which use all kinds of psychological methods. And in this case, of course, this this and as you could tell by some people who wrote in, this whole uh, discussion really got your attention. And to the point where your brain was receptive to the message mm-hmm. late in mm-hmm. the discussion, which in the message was, ah, it's got nothing to do with it. You know, autism and vaccines right. are good. But there's a secondary thing here at work that I think that, that was even more subtle, which is the mess, the message that is genetic somehow, yes, which exactly. leads us to the, the, the dual headed monster of genetic testing and collecting DNA on kids. <laughs> cool. I can't wait. Me, my kids, and Osama bin Laden, all in the gene pool database. So I suspect that there was going to be a big genetic... Uh, we'll watch this. We'll put it on the predictions. <coughs> yeah, very a good. A genetic put, testing push mm-hmm. some t- within the next 12 months. Because you have to do these things within, you know... If you're going to bring these PR stunts out, you have to do... You, you, you got to move on. Yeah, you got to move on. some reasonable it. time. You can't wait five years. No, because, you know, the, the client gets upset if it takes too long. And the message is wasted, right? Yeah. Well, no, the client gets upset because it's taken too long. You know, they, they do need, they, they need some, uh, some action. Some actual reaction. That's a good good find. Yeah, no, it's just, but this is what I love so much is when people send this and they make these automatic presumptions. I'm like, you know, there's a lot more to this. And when you listen to her speak and now know that she's a paid consultant, she's paid to go on television shows to talk about stuff for, I mean, I hope, uh, well, you know, it's horrible if her kid had a terrible adverse reaction. She may not even have a kid for all I know. Well, then that you then that well, that would be if that ever was revealed, that would I, she has to have a kid. There's no way they're going to yeah. let that because if that ever got it, something like that got out. Yeah, it would be uh, you mean would that be, would be like uh, Facebook hiring a PR firm to slam Google. It'd be worse. <laughs> but yeah, something <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going just on the vaccine front. Uh, and a lot of people sent me this as well, just so we can get it out of the way. Um uh, North Carolina school district, uh, of course, yeah, everyone's pushing the vaccines. And I guess uh, one of the uh, big pharma companies came in with an idea and they said, hey, kids, if you get vaccinated, you can enter a contest for a prize to win an iPod. <laughs> and to bribe these kids. <laughs> it's great. And, you know, the kids are like, well, okay. screw it. I'll t- I'll, I want an iPod. <laughs> they should have upped it, though. It's a little old fashioned. It should have been an iPad. You know. Have you seen, do you watch South yeah, Park? Yeah, really, now that you mention it. What a bunch of cheap <laughs> what a tricks. Do you ever watch South Park? Uh, not too much. I mean, you, I watch it once in a while. It's always funny, no, no, but it's kind of You dated. must watch. No, it's not dated. They've gotten yeah. so I'm au talking courant. about the style. Yeah, but that's why they can be so actual uh, and so current yeah, with, so with what's the topic. So what's the one you like? Uh, the human sentipad. And it's all about uh, uh, you know not reading Apple's terms and conditions. Oh, I may have. Is this new? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the latest one. Okay, I'll it's hilarious. It, I'll, I'll get it off uh, off a of Hulu or wherever I get it. Yeah, yeah, uh, you got. Yeah, you can get on Hulu. <laughs> it's really good. Those guys, you know, I, I they're probably listening to this show. I doubt it. So um, I have a, a. So you're at a computer. 
And since you, you talk, we're talking about bogus bull crap, mm-hmm. I have a global warming commercial uh, that, and I, by the way, I think 10 second commercials on television are very effective mm-hmm. because this one really gets the message across and it makes you want to go look up the website. Global warming. It's got a lot to do with what you put on your plate. Find out more at letsactnow.org. All right. So uh, what's at letsactnow.org? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> so it's so effective that you uh, went through all the trouble of getting the clip of the commercial, but didn't actually go to the... Uh, no, 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 I went. Let'sactnow.org. Org. Sending request. Oh, it looks like we've killed the website. I'm doing my Leo now. Well, we've killed the let'sactnow.org website. Everyone's surfing to it. It actually has killed, been killed. I can't get to it. What's on it? What do they have? Nothing. I, I've, I've never gotten to it. It's, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't work. You know that, um, but the, but here's the deal. Here's what I thought was just a. I don't know why this ran. This ran yesterday. Let's act now. So you you watch this. You ought to, you're, most people don't have a browser at their television, so they hear this. Oh, it's up on your plate. You know, which obviously this is a, a vegan thing saying meat is yeah, making meat, global yeah, warming. Yeah, is what is the bad. whole message is. Let's right. act now. Yeah. Let's act now. And so all the messages, you, you just think to yourself, let's act now. Okay, I'll, I'll act I now, act, not I eat meat act. or whatever. Yeah. But you go to this web. There is no, there's nothing at this website. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it's like bogus. <laughs> it doesn't work. No, uh, while we're on the PR tip and the global warming, um, and this came from research, of course. <laughs> So, you know, so here's the meeting. Uh, how do we get uh, how do we get these people to start like really thinking about global warming? What can we what can we do? It, it, they don't care about dying. They don't care. They don't care about uh, the, uh, the earth burning underwater. The, wait a minute. I've got it. Mm. Climate change could disrupt Wi-Fi. Oh, no. What? Where did you get this one? It's all over the UK press. <laughs> Climate change will disrupt Wi-Fi connections. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. I can't get to Facebook. I can't get to Twitter. <laughs> and I heard that. I'm like, well, what a great meeting. <laughs> Is that the best they can do? This is actually the rail minister. I don't know, you know, it's like they must be getting all the money. She warned intense rainfalls, droughts, heat waves in the next 50 to 100 years because of man-made global warming. The signal from Wi-Fi cannot travel as far when temperatures increase. Heavy downfalls of rain also affect the ability of the device to capture a signal. It's great. Yeah, I guess if uh, the, if it's raining in my house, it would be a problem. <laughs> so, and she's the, the picture of her. How much outdoor Wi-Fi are people using? None that I know of. This is a picture of her uh, with a green denim jacket standing in a field of grass, smiling at the camera. And she has the, one of those uh, necklaces on with the big shell beads. You know, you know the one I'm talking puka about? shells. What are they called? Uh, it sounds like puka shells to Pooper me. Pooper shells? Puka, P-U-K-A. Puka, I say Poopa. It's just funny. Uh, Carolyn so Spellman. Another one that was the, there was a one that a couple of weeks ago, and we for, forgot to mention it on the show, some other wacky <laughs> connection between uh, global warming and some other thing. Well, the Vatican now has also come out, and they have apparently, they've got a... Uh, or a they're all in. Yeah, they've, they've got, well, they're a bank, right? The Vatican uh, deals with a lot of money and stuff. And, uh, yeah, the Vat- let me see if I can find the story here. Uh, Vatican. Uh, here we go. Appoint- the Vatican appointed panel 
Warms of climate change. So they've got a panel. Hmm. We're never on any of the good stuff, are we? We don't get on the panels. We don't get the the money to blog. No, once about we stuff. started doing this show, we were we're not getting on anything. <laughs> we're, we're 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 not getting invited anywhere either. Like here, here, boys. But you know, it's Here's not as penny. though we were invited to a lot anyway. No, I was. I've never. Been, we we are in. In fact, John, we are <laughs> lone wolves. <laughs> I go, okay. I got to play one clip for you, and then we can go thank some producers. Um, this is uh, once again. Uh, it sums it all up. I, th- I think this is CNN. Actually, it's not Fox as usual. Curiously, I was listening to CNN mostly this week. Well, that's not curious. There was actually a lot of C-SPAN stuff that I was watching, but it was long, tedious, and not clippable, unfortunately. Al Franken. Al Franken. I got clippable. I, I heard the Franken. I didn't clip from Franken. That's but what I said. It was non-clippable. It there was, was clippable stuff in that one, hearing. Yeah, like, you know, when you get, like, uh, what's his name, douchebag uh, Sam Schumer, where he's like, uh, well, Schumer is a is a is a is a total. Sleaze. I mean, that guy he's is getting worse by the minute. He's and he's, he wants to implement a no fl- a no train a no yeah. travel on the train yeah. list. Yeah, yeah. Not just that, but yeah, wait, wait a minute. Well, how do we get no travel on? The, you know, you can see that no fly. You know, it's a it's a private company. They can you know, there's American Airlines. They can do whatever they want with their passengers. But this is a public service, that, and everybody they want everyone to take public transportation. Now, what happens if you can't get on the train? Well, more important is how you can't they get g- on the bus. You can't get on anything. What do you? What? What kind of a country is this? <laughs> what? What do you? I mean, do you ever show up for this program? <laughs> do you, you Once sure, in a while, yeah, surely you a know. Weeks what, ago, yeah, surely you know what's happening. Uh, Schumer was on this panel, and uh, and he was saying. Well, you know, these apps that uh, that uh, tell people about sobriety checkpoints, they need to be taken down off the app store. Yeah, because, you know, they're they're killing people. <sighs> but it was too long. You know, it's just like to, for him it to get to It wasn't about his... that. That's, the hearing was about AT&T and, and, and uh, T-Mobile getting together. So what's Schumer throwing Hello? that crap in there for? Hello, this was a completely different conference. Oh, you weren't. What were you watching? I was watching the one about mobile security. And uh, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was last week. I mean, that was last Wednesday. That was. Whoa, a- whoa, whoa, what am I thinking? Yeah, trying oh, to keep up. Oh, I'm so behind the times. Anyway, here's the lone wolf thing. Um, I, if there is indeed ever to be a no travel by train list, I'm on it. We'll talk about all this, Paul. What is it that makes these so-called lone wolves different, more dangerous, more threatening? And where do they come from? Well, they're here in the United States. There's growing um, extremism. And by the way, wh- why do we get this douchebag from another country? What is this guy from Britain <laughs> telling us? Because it sounds, this is why they do it. If it's a Brit, then it's, oh, honey, you look awesome. Hello. Yeah. Thanks. You <laughs> see me from there. I, oh, I got my camera on. Yes, you do. Uh, if it's a Brit, then you, people take it more seriously. He's a, a security council, uh, consultant. I'm here connected to Al-Qaeda in the United States. People Al-Qaeda. Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. He sounds like what's his name from the, the American Idol. Al Qaeda. Uh, Simon Cowell. Al Qaeda. Inspired by Al Qaeda's ideology. He sounds like George Michael to me, really. All right, let's listen to him. We've seen more than 30 cases of Americans and American permanent residents becoming um, 
involved in terrorism cases here in the United States in the last two 30? years. It's a growing problem. Holy yes. crap! 30! Out of 300 million, we got 30! <laughs> here in America. Do the math on that. And with these lone wolves, it's very difficult to detect them because they're not part of a group, they're not part of a network, they're not necessarily communicating with other radicals. Uh, so it's very, very difficult. So wait a minute, not part of a group, we're not communicating with under, in, in, other individuals. We? Why do you keep saying we? Are you one of these lone wolves that's going to attack... <laughs> Well, he's saying they. I mean, someone's got to respond. If he says they, someone's got to say we. I might as well. I'm I'm a lone wolf here alone do my podcast stuff. Difficult to stop them launching attacks. So what can be done? Look, what you're saying, a conspiracies always bleed information. You pick it up through wiretaps because people are talking to each other. A lone wolf, by definition, if he or she is acting individually, how do you drill down, find them, and, and find out what they're up to? Well, what the FBI has done, for example, is look at high-risk individuals and on occasion launch sting operations. Also, a number of law enforcement agencies here in the United States have now undercover cyber agents who are actually uh, communicating with these extremists online and trying to assess whether they really pose a threat. <laughs> this is uh, uh, Sugar Ray Sunstein's uh, whole mission, right? That was his whole thing, was we've got to infiltrate the groups. and uh, Yeah, but and he's, he's, he's doing it for political reasons. He's not doing it to find, uh, you know, Sugar terrorists. Well, not, but he's it, doing it to screw you and everybody else <laughs> over. Yeah, he but, but is a terrorist but from that Totally, totally. You say you try to identify them. What are you looking for? I mean, this is, seems to me where it gets so difficult. Obviously, if we have an ideology like Al-Qaeda's, you can go... Al-Qaeda's? Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda's? Al-Qaeda, al Al-Qaeda. Al al I call them Al-Qaeda. Al all right, let's listen to see what you're looking for. How can you identify us? It's little wolves. ...websites, who is communicating there. But let's face it, 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 these lone wolves often are not just radical Islam. And so if the FBI, the CIA... Uh, and, you know, how does he... They're often not just radical Islam. What kind of sentence is that? What is he? Why is he saying that? Because he's Elliot Spitzer in the arena. We're worried about this. Where else do they begin to look? Well, there's, there's sort of warning signs online. It's often online. They're on sort of Facebook or other sites that communicate. You're on Facebook, you terrorist! Communicating with other extremists, it's sort of a virtual echo chamber. And if they're <laughs> interacting with others and some of their rhetoric. Uh, don't interact with others, kids. Rick suggests they may want to try and launch attacks, or they're praising other people for launching attacks, or they're watching sort of suicide videos and they're praising <laughs> those sorts of videos. All of those. Oh, look at that! I'm praising <laughs> it. Great suicide this videos. This is all made up. I'm doing a like. I'm clicking the like button on that suicide video. Trigger a warning signs and more investigation by the authorities, right. Elliot. And of course, Paul, those who are individuals can act faster than a conspiracy. It's just easier for one person to go out and do what he wants. And that, of course, is one of the great dangers of these lone wolves. All right, Paul. Oh, yes, of course. Okay. Yes, of course. Don't play anymore. No, that's that. the end of it. Of course. That's one of the great and dangers. I, let me make it some kind of, I want to talk about something before we do that. Now that you brought this up. Bye. So we had an incident in the San Francisco Bay Area that's been completely underplayed by the national media. An attempt to bring down an airplane. Yes. By a Yemeni nut job. Who was uh, who, screaming, Akbar Allah. He's screaming, Allah's great. Okay. So let me read from uh, one of the uh, uh, local coverage of the thing. I thought you were going to read from the Quran. I'm sorry. It's kind of interesting because the, nobody wants to bring this. Oh, and, and, the, and the Department of Homeland Security all dawned on me after this thing was over what the problem is here is that TSA failed miserably to spot this guy. It's a, it's, it's, ob, you know, that what we always have been saying was security theater is what it is. It doesn't work. But let's read this. Uh, Elmer Marisi. Well, uh, walk quickly to the front of the plane while shout, shouting 
Allahu Akbar tried <laughs> Allah the Akbar. cockpit door handle, then rammed the door with his shoulder, prompting a flight attendant to yell, I need help now, according to witnesses. And here's what happens. Other flight attendants, retired San Mateo police officer Larry Wright, a retired Secret Service agent, and uh, an off-duty American Airlines pilot, and an Olympic shot put champion, and Bill Nieder jumped from their seats and they beat the crap out of the guy and pulled him down. I think not. It just happened to be on that flight. Now the... Now, the funny thing is, is this is what happened with the with the shoe bomber when somebody conked him on the head with Uh a fire Uh extinguisher. It's the public that does the job here. It's not these officials. And this is a classic example how the government is so screwed up and they keep wanting to, you know, lord it over us when they do. They accomplish nothing. And it's like if you remember when we were doing this show in the early times, uh, the early days of the uh, Katrina disaster and all these volunteers wanted to you know get in there and save people and go to the houses and bring their own no, fleet of boats. step away you stupid slave let FEMA handle it you had that situation and now we have this situation and so now this has been suppressed because it, 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 it it's a bad reflection on TSA they obviously didn't spot this guy he had no luggage he had all the earmarks he's from <laughs> Yemen he can't speak English he's got no luggage and no money gets on the plane well, now, we're, we're well, hold told- on. well hold on John can I just approach this from a different uh, angle so you have all of that he's on the plane Coincidentally, we have ex-police officer, ex-CIA officer, and throw in an Olympic shot putter for good measure, because that looks cool, and you've got a perfect false flag. It's bullcrap. It's a setup. It's not a false flag because it wasn't played as such. It's a local story. How's that a false flag? Excuse me. It's a national story. It was bunched into three other stories with some guy who was drunk and tried to open the door. Uh, another another one uh, where there was a, a a notice found in the bathroom saying I there's a bomb on board. I am not seeing Lucy out there talking about this. I all I see is they're suppressing the story. This is not a false flag. Stand by, stand by. They're just waiting for the timing. It's that's it's timing. It's too late. The story's old well, now. Well, then maybe something got messed up. You know, like stuff happens when there's a lot of douchebags running and the how show. Does, how does this work into the scheme of things? It, this doesn't fit into the narrative. The it narrative does that TSA to- is going to save us. No, 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 no. Because the narrative is about the trains now moving away. Take the train. Take the train. Take I the train. I agree with that, and I think that's true. But I think that this is not a false flag. This is an, a classic example of the public doing the job that the government All right, should. so you're telling me, okay, fine. So you're telling me that this douchebag uh, from Yemen, I don't know if he's a douchebag. You know what? When someone says Allah Akbar, that can also be, uh, if you consult the book of knowledge on Allah Akbar, which I did, and it's in the show notes, noagendashow.com or nashownotes.com, brand new, Um then Allah Akbar can also be used when someone is frightened, someone is worried, you know, if someone's freaking out, maybe there was turbulence, like Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. And maybe he was maybe he had to puke, maybe he had diarrhea and he thought that was the bathroom. I mean it could be anything. You weren't on the plane. Well you were, you said. Allah Akbar. Al-Akbar. Uh, I don't, the Al-Akbar thing I don't care about. It's just the fact of the matter well, is... Well, that's what, that's what everyone is... Oh, he was screaming Al-Akbar. Well, when they scream well, Al-Akbar... Well, but the Egyptian pilot uh, who uh, uh, crashed the, uh, the 747 into the ocean also yelled Al-Akbar. So was he a terrorist? Was he just afraid? You know, consult the Book of Knowledge. Al-Akbar. I don't care about the Al-Akbar. You do. Al-Akbar. Ali Al-Akbar. Meanwhile, we have them that patting down a baby. Oh, wait. wait. 
<laughs> wait a minute. Wait and a this minute. This guy gets on the plane. I mean, I, I don't care if. Okay, let's just assume that your theory is correct. There's a false flag. This still makes the TSA look like a bunch of douchebags, and that is not in the narrative. Detective Dookie. Detective Dookie. Poop police. <laughs> SPU Special Poopers Unit. I knew we had a reason for that jingle. Because it's not the TSA, John. It's the poop police who are checking the babies now and checking in their diapers. This is amazing. We live in a great times. We live in... <laughs> And the picture, the but, the pic, but the picture uh, that was that's going gone viral of that kid like assuming the position with <laughs> the these baby. two agents, you know, putting their fingers in his diaper. It's it's come on, man, that's funny. That it is, is funny. That is just hilarious. <laughs> like this is what we re- what we resorted to. Yeah, it's like the poop police. Hello, it's the poop police. We're here to check your poop. <laughs> Dookie SPU Special Pooper Unit, this fall on NBC. So I want to thank a... By, oh, if you, I have, by the way, the clip of the year. Before we get... Actually, I'll run the clip of the year after. Let's just thank our... our, our we have three executive producers who want to give some kudos to. Schnorra uh, uh, Stein. Oh, Sir Schnorra. Sir Schnorra from Norway up there in the North Pole. And we... I, you know, we... Uh, we have to find some way of getting out there this, you know, within the next six or months or so. I, I will have to ask him, when is the Northern Lights at their best? I think it's like... I think we just missed it. I think we just missed it. I think it's back in November. Because <clears> he, he kept sending me pictures of the Northern Lights. Yeah. The best you know, I mean, but th- this guy's life. First of all, I think he's, he's, he's up there with his wife, who I think is extremely hot. I'm, I haven't seen a picture, but I, I got this idea. And well, Norwegian women are considered uh-huh, amongst the uh-huh. not, not to not get to too far it. off the track, but in the Scandinavian countries, including Sweden, mm-hmm. everybody says that the Norwegian women are the most beautiful of the group of all of them. Uh-huh. And the Swedes tell me this. So listen to his life. He's got two snowmobiles. He's got a hot wife and shotguns. <laughs> Shot. <laughs> he goes out hunting, shooting for polar bear. <laughs> Breaking Snow. down reindeer that they eat reindeer. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, we, we Which have is quite st- tasty, by the way. We have a standing invitation. That that yeah. I know for sure. Yeah, the reindeer is quite good. In fact, I've had reindeer. Those, I love it. It's very tasty, and it, yeah. and they use it for everything. They make sausages out of it. And- the first time I ever had reindeer was on a Pan Am flight. Check this out. A pan. So this is how how long well, those days are over serving reindeer on an airplane. Yep, the Pan Am. Well, this is when I when uh, my mom would dress me up with little white gloves and in a suit to go flying. Um, rain. It was like a reindeer kind of hot pocket, and uh, it was like a snack. It was uh, hot pockets. A reindeer fact, pasty. It, it, yeah, that's what it was. I think hot pockets should do a reindeer hot pocket. How cool would that be? You know, the American public is just, you know, they see Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. When they, you know, they <laughs> you can't eat, eat Rudolph! Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very tasty. In Finland, when I uh, visited uh, Luke Wonderhelm up there, uh, I was there once in uh, Helsinki. He took me out to dinner, and they, uh, you know, they have the whole history of the reindeer. I said, I want some reindeer. And they have the whole, you know, the name of the reindeer, the farm it came from, how old it was. And, you know, I think that's much more honest than... Was it Rudolph? <laughs> it was Blitzen. Blitzen. <laughs> Who cares? That's Blitzen. It's not an important reindeer. It's second class. All right, so uh, Sir Snorderstein, right. Uh, A.J. Reistad in Caldwell, Idaho, where he's now a member of the 303 Club. 
and oh, cool. uh, executive executive producer. He also mentions that we forgot to m- make note of his douchebag call out. Oh, um, you left out my douchebag call out for Aaron Heinrich. Douchebag. Okay. You sound checked my note for Adam in episode three hundred one during the pre stream, but not to mention the episode proper end note and the show notes. Blah blah blah. No, okay, so that's All right. it. Executive producer and uh, member of the 303 Club, the exclusive member, actually, of the 303 yes, Club, then, so that's cool. And then a new, and then associate executive producer would be Joseph Frost in Wooddale, Illinois, a new listener, a new donor. Hey, now. Desperately need karma for a new job search. You've got karma. Right on. And that's this. Uh, Thank you so much for supporting us in your time of need, Joseph. That's great. Supporting the show. And uh, your yeah, karma does work, I will say. Those are our executive producers for today's show. Okay. A couple of PR shout outs and mentions. Uh, we have uh, two new. Uh, these are all domains forwarding to noagendashow.com. Donate to noagenda.com, which actually forwards to dvorak.org slash NA. This is a good one. So donate Don't to. Don't we have Noah. a jingle for that? Well, we have a jingle for uh, Dvorak.org slash N-A. Oh, that's what I meant. Right. Then we also have give to noagenda.com. A brand new Android uh, app for the No Agenda program. With the last 10 episodes, Wi-Fi, 3G, or LTE required. Skip to any point in an episode by tapping a location on the timeline. Glossary section. Uh, oh, to learn the history and meanings of recurring themes and catchphrases. Uh, this is brand new. A link uh, to that uh, in the show notes at uh, nashownotes.com. Uh, th- I set up something cool, by the way, John. So we now have, if you go to nashownotes.com, uh, you have all the show notes. But if you go to the episode number dot show, uh, nashownotes.com, it takes you right to the page for the for that show. So if you do 302.nashownotes.com, you go to the show notes for last for the last episode for three hundred two. This is a great resource. I should mention to people out there: if you're a student, yeah, there's a lot of good material in these show notes. And as a probably part, more more than the show. It, well, there is more information in the show notes than in the show itself because we'd have a ten hour show. And also now, uh, as a part of uh, our service and the product, um, every single clip that we use on the show is also in that archive. And you can download right from there because people are always asking, hey, where's that clip? That was a good clip. So you can start your own little No Agenda show on campus. Um, another forward here coming to uh, Ross from Perth. Neopolitano.com. Kind of interesting. A little hard well, to say. cute. And I want to thank uh, America Hartman. America has a little uh, web store that she, she makes things herself. Uh, she's doing all of her own uh, hand, handicrafts. And I don't know if you saw, I tweeted a picture of mine. Now, she sent your present to, to me. Uh, so two pillows. You have a pillow that uh, is handmade, handmade in America by uh, a woman named America Hartman. And uh, it says, I get no spam on uh, the pillow. It's very cute. And she sent me a pillow which says, by curious mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I tweeted a picture of it and people uh, people really enjoyed that. Um, and then a, a huge shout out to all of our producers and listeners and donors and even the boners down under in uh, Australia. Uh, yesterday, I uh, did an interview. I was interviewed by Maynard, our buddy Maynard there from. Ah, uh, uh, yes. And he uh, interviewed me for ABC uh, Broadcasting in Australia and a couple of podcasts. And so he said he got because uh, we talked for over an hour. And he's very he's very funny. Uh, this Maynard dude, as we all know, and but his questions were kind of right there as well and he says he got 10 minutes of the interview uh on uh, on the national radio 
So that's not bad. Ten minutes. That's of, a lot. Yeah, yeah. And he said, you know, I really wish it could have been you and John. I said, did you send me an email? Yeah. I said, did you get a reply? No. I said, hmm, there you go. It was probably in the spam box. Yeah, exactly. That's why I get no spam. Yeah. And then uh, finally, I'd like to mention the No Agenda Nation Tour. Uh, Miss Mickey and I are really gearing up now. We've got the big map with the pins on it. We're starting to prick pins and, uh, <laughs> into places. That's a start. And, oh, it's a real start. We've got all kinds of books. And uh, the only thing we still don't really have is the wheels. So uh, we do have a, a great offer from Sir Gear up there in, uh, in uh, Washington. Uh, but a lot has to happen, and he has his machine is uh, so it's a family heirloom. Oh, not Sir Birch, gear. not gear. Birch. I'm sorry, Sir Birch. My mistake. Thank you. Um, it's like a family heirloom. Uh, yeah, no, that thing is, a, is probably not your best bet. Uh, he's offering it as a as a definite solid backup plan, but we really just need uh, wheels, and uh, we might have to do a donation drive just for this. I don't know, but you know, it's expensive to rent this thing. It, it, renting it would be like it's almost a non-starter. So, if anyone knows anybody who has uh, an RV that we can uh, use. I mean, I can pay something for it. I'm, I'll, I'm sure we can pay a little bit, but not like the 200 bucks a day that an RV costs. You know, we'll insure it and everything. Um, and uh, it's going to be great because we have lots of places to go visit, lots of uh, producers and human resources around Gitmo Nation. And uh, if you want to... Oh, shoot, I haven't set up the email forward yet. If you want to uh, uh, in, uh, get, you know, send send an invite... Send it to uh, Miss Mickey, and I'll put her email address in the show notes. Uh, it's probably it, it's it's not done yet. The the email forward, so I'll put it in the show notes at uh, no agenda uh, nashownotes dot com. You can send that to her, and uh, she's now a part of the uh, production team for that. She she also says she's going to be doing all the driving. She's like, you'll be too busy prepping the show. I'm like, okay. Uh, so. Thank you very much, uh, Sir Snorderstein, uh, 303 Club member A.J. Reistad, and uh, Associate Executive Producer Joseph Frost for uh, supporting the show. At Dvorak.org slash N.A. Everybody else out there, you have a clear mission. You must go out and propagate that formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Say it loud and proud. Shut up, Clip of the year. Yeah, I thought this would be the clip of the year. This is taken from a Law and Order SUV, uh, and it's about some psycho kid who's a serial rapist psycho 14, kid 14 years old but it was just this line that that finishes here that to me i in fact the end of it i could probably clip it off and use it once in a while or you can uh, on the machine there but i just just died laughing when i heard this hello Bree. nice of you to show up what is wrong with you whoa no, hey. you tell them that I didn't raise you this way. Are you in the habit of smacking your child around? No. Her weapon of choice is a verbal tongue lashing. <laughs> so. When I got out of line, my mother beat me with a belt. Maybe I should have spanked him. Well, actually, studies link corporal punishment to increased violence and lowered IQs. Well, I got whipped plenty, and I'm a marketing executive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
a marketing executive. Perfect. <laughs> uh, that is a good one. <laughs> yeah, I got whipped plenty, and I'm a marketing executive. My mom, um, <laughs> my dad gave me the belt once, I think. And, and by the way, I never got over it. Uh, but my mom had this uh, threat. It was like, I'm going to smack you with a hairbrush. And if you were really bad, she never did it, of course. If you were really bad, I'm going to smack you with bristle side down. <laughs> I was like, really, mom? Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> really? That's what you're going to do? <laughs> hey, I, I have a, a great elitist prick uh, clip uh, that is like, really short, but it's very funny. This is uh, the haiku hair mom. Haiku. Haiku Hermie. Uh, the president of uh, the United States of uh, uh, of Europe. There, by the way, he um, he he doesn't. I want to read his latest haiku before I play this clip. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. You must. Yes. Okay. Ready? <clears throat> this is um, celebrating uh, Europe Day. Uh, so uh, I guess Europe has a day. Yes, <laughs> May May nineteen fifty. One of the two main founders of the EU, Robert Schuman, presented his proposal for an organized Europe known as the Schuman Declaration, considered to be the birth of the European project. This is the haiku? No, no, that that's oh. no, the haiku is <laughs> That would have been much better. <laughs> I think we should turn press releases into haikus. haikus. Yeah, there you go. We need a, a filter. We need a translator that takes a press release and turns it into haiku. Okay, here we go. This is the president of the United States of Europe. A corona of stars rolling over the deep blue sea together forever. That's it? Well, it's a haiku. That's it. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so he has the... Um, he has... Uh, and this is just... You got to see this clip. It's uh, from... Um, what is that uh, TV uh, Euro News? They do a lot of stuff without oh, yeah, without Euro voiceover. I don't see them much anymore. Hey, well, they, they have a they have a, a one of those things. What do you call it? Uh, oh yeah, a website. And uh, <laughs> you ever heard of that, John? Uh-uh. And so they got a website, and you can uh, go there, and they've got video. So they have the director general of the I think the food program or something from the United Nations. And just to show you how much of a douchebag this guy is. So, of course, they don't really do anything. It's like she just goes there to, I don't know, check her bank account or whatever. And then they have to do a little PR thingy. And so literally what he's trying to communicate to her is, please come into this room, stand here so uh, the press can take pictures of us shaking hands. And so that way we can prove, you know, that we can take the deduction on our expenses or whatever it is. But just listen to his uh, his, vo- his English. They need to shake hands. Ah, yes. And for your pet. Mm. Thank you. I don't know if you could hear it. He says, they need a shake hand. They need a shake hand for picture. Uh, no, I didn't hear no, that. No, it's too bad. Now he's, oh, you have to see the, the video, nashownotes.com. Just a crazy, crazy, crazy douchebag. So, uh, I was a little, I, I just want to have a couple, get a couple things out of the way before we change topics here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really have gotten to the point where I detest the use of the word veggies. Yeah, you, you've been annoyed by this in the past, uh, and quite rightly so, because it's not proper use of the word. 
Well, I mean, it's beside the point. It's 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 juvenile. Somebody sent me an email today, and they said they had a they listen to the word, and they threw the word veggies in, and you deleted like, it. You put them in the spam block. They're blocked. <laughs> They're blocked. Blocked. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's just I I don't know. And the other thing that bugs me, I mean, I'm sorry, but it brought this to mind, is that you go to Yelp. And you look up your own restaurants and you start reading these reviews. And some people, apparently the only, I don't know, maybe it's the only adjective, they, or it's not even an adjective. I don't even know what it is. But they, they, it's a declarative, I Wait, guess. Wait, awesome? No, yum. Yum? They use the word yum. Just, to, you know, all the food here is, you know, I ate the, ate the hamburger. Yum. I did this and that and the other thing. Yum. And I did the, 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 the yum. Is it, it, uh, just, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> Can't you see somebody say yum? What does that mean? It means all oh, the best in the world. But no, if you read these people, most of them, by the way, are vegans. If you read these people. Uh, that Damn these, vegans. Horrible people, you vegan. I'm telling you, it's the vegans that, that, well, why don't that we call popularize the vegans? veggies and well, they well, popularize well, yum. Let's call them vegies. If they want to call vegetables veggies, we'll call them vegies. Yummy vegies, because they're tasty. So there's no clip that goes along with this? This is just. I'm sorry. No, it's just a minor rant. John C. Dvorak, pet peeve of the day. Yes, I understood. I totally got it. Uh, Well, wow. Yeah, th- there was actually quite a lot uh, going on at uh, the international level. You know, we spend so much time uh, on television. Uh, paying attention to the Arab Spring, and uh, everyone wants democracy, and we've got to go, and we've got to get democracy, and we got to go, we got to go protest in Times Square, and we've got to be. Uh. But meanwhile, Greece is burning. Greece is burning to the ground. They're not covering Greece better. I well, mean, it's the like the same thing with the with the uh, nuclear reactor in uh, Japan. Nobody's covering the fact that the number one reactor now is 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 coughing up radiation all over the place. Yeah, but I, but that's much less interesting at this moment to me than Greece and Portugal. It won't be when you grow a third head. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm only worth two million uh, according to the government standards. Uh, you know, I'm okay. But, yeah, whatever. Greece is burning. Athens is burning. The slaves are revolting. I mean, literally, they're in the streets. The people are being tear gassed. This is, this is much bigger. And it's more people than we're in Tariq Square. And there's no coverage of it. Nothing. No. Not, know, not a hilarious. single piece. You know, and there's this huge fight between Portugal and Finland. Of course, Finland buckled. Uh, you know, Portugal needs the bailout now. And Finland said, I don't think so. Or at least, uh, some guy who immediately is deemed, uh, oh, he's like Adolf Hitler. You know, the Adolf Hitler of Finland, the Adolf Hitler of Finland. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, he's like, he's like Hitler, man. We can't. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and, and Gitmo nation lowlands. I mean, these people have an austerity program. They're hiding in their houses. All of Europe, the slaves are being screwed like their nuts are in a nutcracker and it's being tightened up. And and it's just it's no coverage. And Greece, they're out there. They are rioting. They're burning stuff. Doctors are striking. Doctors are like, sorry. Yeah. I'd say that's kind of an issue. No, we're not going to cover it. Because they, the media well, has because, been told, well, we, we don't want see. you to know. We don't want you to know. You, you cannot know this because then you might do it. Well, the other thing, yeah, it's because of the economy, too. So it's, a, you know, everyone's scared to death that this could happen anywhere. Uh, meanwhile, of course, we talking about the EU. Denmark has decided to reinstitute borders. Yeah, this is the Schengen Accord. 
Um, so there was this agreement that, uh, the, and by the way, it's always been bull crap because I've flown all over Europe and, and yeah, and you always have to show your passport. It never was really instated except, uh, Spain. Interestingly, if you flew to Spain or Portugal, it was funny. You, you, you walk right like, Hey, no one's asking to see my passport. No, you just walk right in. But now it's, now it's going to be, show us your papers. Auschwitz beta everywhere throughout all of Europe because of, uh, immigration issues well denmark has you know they they for the first time in history they put a link between denmark and southern sweden with the with the train and and car road which is very long and it's a very big it's, it was a huge project it was a big deal it was the first time it was ever done mm-hmm. and i've been on the train it's a long ways mm-hmm. and so they go to southern sweden and southern sweden has been taken over by i don't know african muslims and, damn them uh, and they keep coming over to Denmark, you know, where all the cute blondes are and hey, causing trouble. Hey, 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 you African, African Muslim, lay off our blondes. These are our blondes, darn it. By so- the way, I was I was just turning tuning around and one and the big news distraction, at least on the right wing talk shows, is this this rapper. What's his name? Common oh, Common or yeah, Commonality? I, I don't know. His I, name. I saw the story and and I'm like, I don't care. But, but I do. did care once I heard uh, this guy, by the way, used one of our words oh. twice. Oh. And I, I'm going to just play using the word uh, clip and tell me if you can recognize the word. Okie dokie. I believe in inclusiveness, but this is abhorrent. This is a <laughs> time for sister soldier <laughs> memoir. Yeah, abhorrent. It's a very word. anybody used that before. Oh, no. Uh, and, but, and he used it again like a few minutes later. But what is the, uh, well, it's very possible that he's listening. What is the, uh, and don't say, I don't think so. People I listen. Don't so. I, I don't think he's donating. That, I'll, I'll give that, you that. That we can be assured He's of. probably a boner and not a donor. What yeah, um, would, What is the actual controversy about this guy? It's like Oh, because he, he did a rap tune that said, kill the cop or something like that. And, <laughs> and well, I thought so it was they, kill Bush. No, there was a Bush reference, but it was like burning Bush. It was hard to really pin it down, but it was beside the point. It was a, he was actually he was actually pl- in the rap song itself. He was he was talking about what people are talking about, and he says we can't be like that to finalize it. I mean, in other words, it was a play on killing cops and killing uh, Bush. By and, the way, and, can I just say one thing? Um, and you should probably take note of it, although I, you're excused. Uh, we don't say rap artist anymore, or it's hip hop. Okay. Yeah, I, I know it's uh, a hip hop is what I, I, people correct me constantly. So um, just want you to be cool. So man. this guy had this. It was just a kind of a. It was a meta reference. It was a at least a, if you looked at the actual song. But they made a big deal about it on all the right wing because they had nothing to talk about. They didn't want to talk about the uh, reactor number one in in Japan. They didn't want to talk about. <laughs> You're really Greece. on about this reactor number one yeah, in Japan. Yeah, it's a big story. They didn't want to talk about Greece. They didn't want to talk about the hearings with AT and T and T Mobile, no, which no, to me no, is another no. disaster waiting to happen. Not. Of course not. So they wanted to talk about Obama inviting this guy to the White House for a poetry reading. Right. Uh, as though this is a, the worst thing that's ever happened. And Hannity, by the way, who's tur- turned into the worst of all these guys, he is he's not as bad as Ed Schultz, who is the worst yeah. talk show guy on all in all the networks, because Schultz is just ridiculous. And he just seems like an idiot. But Hannity cannot get off this, why aren't you thanking George Bush for killing Osama bin Laden? And it's just, like, ridiculous. And he brought it up again yesterday. Hey, well, just you know, that's interesting you say that because Condi, Condoleezza Rice, is still on the promo tour. 
She's still on the promo tour, and you know, and 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 I I follow a lot of uh, progressive, left wing, liberal websites, and uh, it's great because they have a you know they have often the same videos and clips that we have, except they have a completely different take on it. And so everyone is in the in the liberal. Not that we're right wing, by the way, but everyone in the in the liberal leftist uh, progressive vibe is saying that Condoleezza Rice is now out there promoting the fact that uh, Bush had a lot to, you know, it's all because of Bush. Bush, Bush, Bush. I think it's something else. And this interview she did with, um, this is uh, the the guy who has the the GPS show on uh, CNN. Is he uh, Indian or Pakistani? I don't know what he is. But his show is called GPS, which is like, dude, you know, what a stupid name for a show. Nobody watches why don't you call it. Your, why don't you call your show Coffee Maker or something like that, GPS? Um, listen to what she says. I think that there is something else going on President here. Obama did say that he felt that the capture or killing of bin Laden was not a top priority when he took office, and he moved it to a top priority. What's your reaction? Oh, it was a top priority. Uh, we wanted to get Osama bin Laden every single day. And uh, there was a unit at uh, the agency that worked on nothing else. And I remember, actually, when Mike Hayden told President Bush that they had discovered this courier and uh, that he had a brother. And we began to hear some of the details about it. And uh, they went on his trail. It took this long. But in fact, these, uh, these leads developed quite a long time ago. The agency and uh, the military then acted on them. And there's one other thing, the capacity of our military and our intelligence agencies to fight in this integrated fashion is something uh, that developed over a long period of time, starting in Afghanistan in 2001. So I think what she, I think what she's saying, or maybe this is what the issue is, is she's been sent out on the promo tour to promote the Secret Service. Uh, I think for some reason, either they don't feel like they're getting propped enough, or the wh- Secret Service. Yes, the the uh, our intelligence services. Oh, well, that's not the Secret Service. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The intelligence services uh, and the intelligence community. And that the they're not getting props enough. That's all we see on TV. No, no, these guys. no. That's not true. It's like the Navy SEALs, and it's like men and women in uniform. That's not true, John. These are the. No, I don't know. I I think it's something. Aren't they not supposed to get credit? That's part of their job. Yes, but that's not that's not the point. Why is Condoleezza Rice out promoting this? And no and by the way, the courier had a brother. By the way, so I guess we're, that, that's going to pop up pretty soon. We can just you know. Wait here's for the, the logical brother. inconsistency here. By the way, you have this courier. They knew who it was back when, and they has a brother. They knew who he is back when. Meanwhile, they're pushing the idea. I mean, I think it's a mistaken concept. I don't know why they're doing it because I think it's humiliating. They're pushing the idea that torture works. Yes. Why did they just grab the guy and torture him? Because he had a package to deliver. He was, <laughs> they got the guy. They know who it is. They have to wait ten years. He was they delivering got the weed, guy, and torture works. Grab the guy, torture him, say where Ben Laden is, and go shoot him. He had to I deliver mean, some weed. I mean, come on, deliver the. They're not going to torture the weed. This is a logical yeah? inconsistency. Now we're starting to hear that an ISI guy turned over the information, <laughs> and we're hearing all these other covers. You know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a great big show. However, John, not quite as big as. And now, back to real news. The real show. The show that we pay homage to once a year here on No Agenda Show, noagendashow.com. And uh, just a little warm-up for the big show. 
It's that time of year when presenters compete with over-the-top television production and viewers cringe and criticise musical cultural differences. Yes, it's the Eurovision Song Contest. The first of two semi-finals having been completed, we now know ten of the countries set to compete in Saturday's final. Russia will be joined by nine others, including Serbia and Azerbaijan. Under the rules, five countries qualify automatically. Italy, Spain, France, the UK and this year's host, Germany. Iceland, Iceland. Iceland was the last to get through in the first batch of qualifiers. A second semi to select a further ten countries will be held on Thursday. And for Eurovision addicts, the current betting has the French contribution sung in Corsican as favourite. So, of course, this is uh, also completely rigged. Who do you think is going to win, John? Who needs the win the most? Who sung, needs... Sung in Corsican? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You haven't okay, heard... give me, the, uh, give me the, the finalists again. Well, it's all the... All, it's Europe... Yeah, I know, but I mean, well, what the, country? French are the favorite. Uh, we have yeah. we've got Iceland. We know Holland never wins. Well, no, that's not true. They have won, but they're the worst. Iceland could use a win. Go on, who else? Iceland could. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, someone Greece, needs Greece a win. isn't in there. Greece, are they? No, there's no mention of them. But just the favorites doesn't mean that that's what's going to no, win. No, I'm not looking for the favorites. I'm looking for the country that they want to give it to to make them feel better. Right. I I don't know. I mean, I I have not done the research yet. But uh, we have to. We, we're in the near the semifinal, so we got to like hurry up and get our predictions in. Which country needs to win the most? How about is uh, Turkey? Is, uh, is Turkey still on? They're still slated to join the EU, so um, no, they won't. They, they won't give it to them. No, no. I think Iceland is. And they brought them in at the end, so they got a special mention because they're the last ones to get in. Right, that right. may be a key. Maybe they, like they, they, need, they need a little boost because they got screwed. Yeah, and they're and they're also fighting with the you know they they don't want to pay their money back and maybe this. Will How about help. Ireland? Ireland needs some needs a little boost. Is Ireland in the finals? I don't know if they're in the finals. Well, they just mentioned who the five were. I wasn't listening. Ah. <laughs> but this does bring me to another scandal. Which, uh, gee, I think we talked about this ad nauseum. As uh, by the way, as I called the winner of the World Cup football. Uh, we knew uh, it was very easy to deduct who was going to win because all of this is fixed. It turns out, John, uh, did you know that uh, it's fixed? Have you been following the FIFA scandal? Well, no, but I, we knew it was fixed. Yeah, but rigged now, but now rigged, rigged. rigged. But now it's out in the open, and uh, yeah. they have testimony and hearings going on. And when it comes to choosing the country for the World Cup, which, by the way, we now know, of course, is uh, for the 2012 Cup is Qatar. Coincidentally, the country that uh, runs, oh, what is that? Al Jazeera, uh, the country that is uh, uh, cooperating with the uh, NATO allies in the Arab Spring. Um, you know, they they are helping the rebels uh, take the oil from Libya. So Qatar, who of course got this huge payoff by receiving the World Cup, turns out the judges, the guys who uh, vote on this, very much like the International Olympic Committee, uh, were all taking bribes for their vote. One bribe caught my attention in particular. Five months ago, the FIFA president set Blatter revealing the winners and the losers in Zurich. England were losers, of course, but Lord Treesman made a series of explosive allegations to a committee of MPs today about the activities of four of the 22 men who voted. Trinidad and Tobago's Jack Warner, the man Treesman claims asked for £2.5 million to build a school that would house his own officers. 
Paraguay's Nicolas Leos, who Treesman says asked for a knighthood. <laughs> Dude, it's only a thousand bucks we'll give you a knighthood here on this show. Yeah, when well, knighthoods are, are inexpensive. Yeah, I mean, this is where you want to be for knighthoods, man. This is where, this is where it's at. And it's just as valid. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's just as valid. I wanted to talk to you about something else, John. Um, this is actually what we ended the last show with about Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, Bitcoin. Oh, uh, wow, you already have the, oh, yeah, Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. So I've uh, I've been doing, I, I did the work. I uh, did the investigations, um, and I have actually uh, implemented it. And uh, I have You're to say. You're a Bitcoiner? I'm a Bitcoiner. Uh, I am, as I was, bit curious. I'm a bit curious male. And I, um, I have to say, I'm liking it. Why? Well, because in essence, you know, I'm a gold nut. I love, I loves me the gold. I think that this is really is a virtual equivalent of gold, and it can be used as a money standard. And here's the test that I implemented. I said, "Hey, you guys want a daily source code? I need a hundred bitcoins, which by by the way, by today's exchange is five hundred dollars." I need 100 Bitcoins in my Bitcoin account, and I'll do a daily source code. And then I turned, so I got that. I got more than 100 Bitcoins, and I've turned around, and I've ordered some real products. Coffee, uh, shampoo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I wanted some real-world products. They haven't been delivered yet, but... uh, Did you get some tomatoes? uh, You know, I think that this is the only... So let's just presume, and all the experts have kind of weighed in, that the system uh, works as described and it's uh, and it's pretty much invulnerable to uh, to corruption. Certainly, the type of corruption that Ben Bernanke uh, and little Timmy Geithner there uh, propagate with you know printing money. Um, as long as I can, I mean, the ultimate, of course, is that I can uh, buy food and pay rent with it. But uh, there are certain products like coffee and uh, like shampoo that I need, and uh, as long as I can. Provide value, get some bitcoins, turn around and use that on real world products. I think it works. I have to say, I'm uh, I'm a believer. More people got to get in and start using it. And you know, of course, it'll come to a head somewhere because I'm sure paying taxes with it will be a problem. Coffee and shampoo. Well, that's a start. It's a start. But it's really interesting because the way these coins are created, about fifty are created every ten minutes. It's very hard to make them, although our no agenda, lots of our producers out there could probably be generating coins because you need like a whole data center full of uh, nitrogen cooled, (laughs) liquid nitrogen cooled processors to create bitcoins. Uh, But you know what? Here's my experiment will remain valid every week as long as I get 100 bitcoins. I'll do a daily source code. And as long as I can keep um, using uh, the bitcoins. For, uh, to buy real world products, stuff that I normally spend dollars on, it works. I mean, nothing wrong with that. I think you should take a look at it, John. I really do. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, why, I'll, I'll take a look at. Why it. are you so? Are you negative? Are you being sarcastic? Are you being? I'm both. <laughs> why? I don't see. I don't see the benefit. Well, the benefit is, is what if? Every, I mean, salt has been used in history as uh, as payment. Yeah. Well, anything can be used as right. A, as a, there you go. Yeah. That's my point. So, isn't that beautiful though? Or do you like the? Dollar? I just don't like the idea of. I mean, I thought there was a good reason that we got away from private uh, monetary systems, the gray market systems, because they are corrupt, more corruptible. So let's just I say mean, this is, Let's just say this is not corruptible. It's not corruptible. 
That's what's. That's the beauty of it. Well, you haven't done any research because you're elitist. No, I that haven't way. done any because I, I I gave up on this with the beans and the other but it's, bull this crap. Is, that this is different. This it's I, I, it's really different. You have to take a look at this. And How's we, it different than what Ron Paul was trying to do with it, or the, those Ron Paul supporters with the Ron Paul coin? They got all thrown in jail. Ah, my ah, because, because no, with the Bitcoin, you can't just make them. That's the beauty of the system. Is it's it's just as hard as like mining for gold. You know, it's very expensive, and if you don't have the right system, there's like six million in circulation. The total max that can ever be put in circulation is twenty one million, which won't be reached until the year twenty one sixty. But there's also eight decimal spots in the currency, so you can start divide subdividing it almost uh, indefinitely. But you can't just go out and make coins. This is why it's different. It's not. Uh, a currency that you can go print or or mint somewhere. It's this is what what makes it very different. You really, as a te- techno expert, I'll a, tell you this. For one thing, I do not like the idea of the movement to virtual money. That uh, you know, you really don't have. Well, you don't actually have something in your hands like a silver coin. Uh, I'm not. A, even, I'm not a big fan of that either. Because I think it's just leading to the future of a, of paperless money. You know, of, of this virtual, you won't be able to get around. You won't be able to buy anything without a card. Well, I see, it, I see to... it a little differently. I see it more as a barter system. This It's a real throwback to the days of salt yeah, or... Well, barter or, systems are, uh, you know, essentially the IRS doesn't like them. Right. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Well, that, that, that should that tell way. you enough. The IRS doesn't like them because I they work and they're about, good. You know, it's great in the, uh, to say, well, the IRS stinks and I would like to bypass them and, I don't, and I'm going to set up shop in the Cayman Islands. I'm going to do this and that to avoid paying any taxes whatsoever. I'm not saying that. No, I'm just saying that the IRS sees everything as a scheme to avoid tax paying, and when these schemes crop up, I'm I avoid them. I just because uh, uh, you don't I'm want just, an audit. I don't want an audit. I don't want to deal well, with. You got something people. to hide? No, I got nothing to hide. I do what I do. No, have to nothing hide. to hide. Yeah. See something. See something. I think My you're suspect. Time. <laughs> I think you're suspect. I've been audited so many times. It doesn't matter. My my anal cavity is that you could f- drive a truck through there. Bored with these crazy ideas, but I'll look into it so I won't be so bigoted. Yeah, I, I, I just want you to be. I, I don't mind if you're against it, but I I would have hoped you had looked into it a little bit. But that's I uh, didn't I didn't bother. But I do have a funny clip. <laughs> trying to make up for it. Okay, what you got? The Biden clip. Ah, you mean O Biden? Oh, Biden. I was back here on February the 11th to welcome home members of the 3rd Infantry Brigade uh, Combat Team in Afghanistan. 155 of you got off that plane in the middle of the night. The only thing that's more exciting seeing you getting off is watching your families <laughs> watch you all get off. <laughs> uh, for our listeners outside of the United States of America, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. He also sounds drunk. He is drunk all the time. Why do you think he's falling he asleep gets, like, everywhere? Drunk. All. That's why he takes the train. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, by the way, the Onion guys had a great, a great one about uh, high speed rail. And in case you didn't catch it, I love these guys. President Obama announced changes to his proposed Recovery Act today, replacing his national high-speed rail plan with a national high-speed bus plan. The switch to the new buses, which cruise at speeds of up to 165 miles per hour, will save more than $17 billion from the country's recovery budget. In a press conference today, Project Director Alan Peterson called the plan a cost-efficient way of cutting travel times in half. 
Buses can be retrofitted and modernized for as little as $40. <laughs> Starting January 1st, you'll be sharing the road with the next generation of buses roaring past you at race car speeds. Get out of the way. The bus of the future is here. It's really funny. And they yeah, do they anyway, a good job on that stuff, man. That was really good. Well, before, somebody was pointing yeah. out, you know, I, you know, I was thinking about this, the high speed rail bull crap. Oh, and the well, whole hold, rail on, hold on a second, then. As, as long as we're gonna get into it, let's uh, let's get into it. Where's the? Uh, oh my God! This uh, oh, here we go. A, All aboard! Trains good, planes bad. Woo-hoo! I was reading some article. Somebody's moaning about this whole thing, and they pointed out that the taking a cella from I think it was Philadelphia to New York or something like that. And they, they decided the price was like 110 bucks or some $140 to take the train. And it's like the bus is $15. Yeah. Now, I was thinking about it, you know, and the bus is an inefficient product compared to a train, which is on rails. Of course, the train is empty. So, you know, not necessarily on the East Coast, but especially on the West Coast. If I want to take a train from San Francisco to uh, Seattle, which I can drive in about 11 hours, it would take me 24 hours on the train mm-hmm. and it would cost me more money than it would cost me to take the plane, which is the basis for one of the reasons we think this all is bull crap. Uh-huh. And it, but if they were pricing that, that trip to Seattle at, let's say, 40 bucks, go to Seattle for 40 bucks and, and speed it up a little bit, drop some of the, so it only say maybe it took about 12 to 15 hours to get there. I'd probably be going up and down the coast a lot. I mean, it just right. seems to me. For but that's 40, not going to happen. It's not going to happen for 40 bucks, obviously. Well, if you can do a bus trip for 15 bus, I, <laughs> bucks, I don't understand how you can't get the train. If the train prices have to be less than the bus prices, not right. the airplane prices, but the bus prices, which are dirt cheap. Well, uh, Secretary of Transportation, uh, Ray LaHood, in LaHood, baby, uh, he tipped his hand on uh, another fine program I watch as much as possible. It's Morning Joe, everybody! So Morning Joe uh, is, without a doubt, the elitist program uh, in the universe. Of course, uh, that whole, what's that girl's name, Malika Leticia, what's her name, uh, nice. Brzezinski? Brzezinski's daughter is co-host of the show. Yeah, so no. So LaHood is on, and he's doing a neener, 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 because he's saying, well, that money that uh, Florida rejected, you know, we're giving it to other people. So you kids didn't want our lollipop. We're giving the lollipops to other kids. Meh. Um, and uh, here's the, the memes, or here's his hand tip, really. Trains are safe. Trains are only for elites. And it's really for freight. All in one little handy clip. Joining us now, the Secretary of Transportation, Ray LaHood, Secretary. Good to have you with us. Good morning. I want to get to your big announcement in just a moment, but I'm interested what you uh, think about Chuck Schumer's comments. We know there was some information recovered inside Osama bin Laden's compound that suggested he was... And by the way, can we get it straight? It's either compound, mansion, house, hiding place. You know, no one uses the same word. Which somebody they should use the right word, which is hellhole. A <laughs> piece of crap. Shanty town compound. Compound. Looking at the possibility of targeting passenger trains. Is there anything else you can tell us about that? Ooh, 
boy, this is a really sharp journalistic question set up right right in front. It's like, all right, here's what you do. You lay out the whole shoot, you know, the Simon Schumer thing right out in the bat, and I'll just deal with that real quick, and I'll move on to the real agenda. Okay, ask the question. Here's the answer. Well, look, we're going to look at the information from uh, bin Laden's house and see what's in there and see if there were any threats that they were thinking about. For- oh, we don't know if there were any threats, apparently. For trains, but, uh, and we'll work with Congress on this. Uh, but I, yeah, we'll buy them off. I'd say this morning, uh, you know, we need to really look at the information carefully and just see if there are any threats. Uh, for- oh, we haven't looked at the information, John. It's not true. Well, that doesn't make sense. Everybody's been telling us that they've gone over this with a fine-tooth comb. No, we have to look at the information to find out if it's true. It's not true. It's not happening. Not with no, my trains. You know, there should be one script. Yeah, well, unfortunately, you know, we got a lot of writers there in Washington. Now, uh, riding trains is safe. Safe! Based on what you've seen and what you've heard over the last week, you... Wait, 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 maybe I should say I ride the train? It's safe! Encourage people to continue using the train. Absolutely, I took the train here uh, last evening. Yeah, I took the train? I took the train! From uh, last, Washington. Last evening, I took the, the train! train once. I had to, I couldn't take a flight this morning because it's a freaking train. I had to take it last evening, but I took the train. ...to New York, uh, from Union Station to Penn Station... And uh, the train was packed. Packed! And uh, it was Squirrel. very safe. And, you know, they have the dogs. It was quite safe. But, you know, they have the dogs. On there, the, 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 the dogs that sniff for... Just for, for elitist pricks like me. But they, they didn't... I, I tricked them. I fooled them. I had... Play the clip. Uh, uh, bombs and things like that. And uh, it was very safe. And... Uh, People were enjoying the ride. All right, now let's talk about why you're here uh, to make a big announcement, which I think will be very exciting to a lot of people who do use the trains. Well, we're we're announcing today the the money that came back to us from Florida that was refused from Florida is going to be spread around the country. But most importantly, it's going to be used here in the Northeast Corridor. To fi- okay, now this is very important because I finally figured it out. All this money, all these high-speed trains, is only for the frickin' politicians who want to get from Boston to New York and to their place in the Hamptons. It's not about any other person, and the rest is all about freight. The whole thing, John, is about giving more room for these elitist dicks like this guy and making their trains go 20 miles an hour faster. That's what all of this is about. Except tracks. Uh, and to get to higher speeds in the Northeast Corridor, which members of Congress have been asking us about. We've already put $11 billion out over the last two and a half years. This $2 billion will actually go to fix up infrastructure and buy new equipment. And it's a great announcement. Uh, it, it will really deliver people in a, in a much quicker way. Uh, and it'll be done. I love that. It'll deliver people in a much quicker way to the FEMA camps. But, but you know what I'm saying? It's like the Congress is asking for the Northeast Corridor. They want faster trains to get their ass back and forth from home to Washington. Yeah, because they all this. commute from uh, those areas. Now, the freight thing is coming up, though. It's very interesting. Pretty quickly. I mean, we're not talking about 10 years. We're talking about over the next few years, uh, we're going to get people on trains uh, that are uh, safe, convenient, and uh, will go a little bit faster. So you're talking Boston, <laughs> New York, fast. that's correct. down to Washington. That's correct. Yeah, Boston, New York, down to Washington. High school. What does that mean exactly? How fast can we... Hey, I'll play, you know, if you want to produce the show, you can start and stop No, you're the interrupting the clip on every sentence. I want to get the gist of it. I'm telling you the gist. Like to go. 150, 160 miles an hour. Uh, and and Sella goes what right now? Uh, 125, 130. Okay. Uh, a little higher in some places, but average, that's about it. But it's also uh, going to make investments in upstate New York. We're going to 
we're, we're going to take uh, and make investments uh, all the way to uh, to the state capital. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. All the way to upstate New York, where all the elites have their their country homes. We're to Buffalo, uh, Rochester, and our goal is to go to all the way all the way to the Canadian border, so that people really do have the access, and then all the way south, all the way to the Carolinas. We just signed agreements with our freight rail friends. Oh, freight rail friends in North Carolina. So people are really going to have good access to. To, to very convenient and um, uh, trains that they can afford. There you go. The guy's an idiot. You know, the uh, freight, were, he should he blew it when he said that. Freight, yeah, we made deals with our freight friends. Of course. It's all about the freight. And, no, and it'll, be, it'll be about the freight, and, it don't, and the trains that they're going to be running that, that have passenger service will be obviously just for those, you know, you're right, probably guys yeah. who work in Washington, D.C. Yep. Yep. Meanwhile, the Florida thing, of course, the guys rejected it because they did the math. Like it, like the guys, I think Wisconsin did the same thing. Yeah, like They said, states. yeah, you can give us the money, and then we're going to go broke maintaining the rail beds because we're going to be responsible for that, yep. which is the joke of it. Yeah, hilarious. I think it might also be done because I think, you know, the places where they where they got rejected, like Wisconsin and Florida, and I, there are probably some other ones we don't know about. Those are places that are run by Republicans who they knew would reject it. And they probably made, gave them the deal saying, here's what we're going to offer you and you're going to have to do this. And they said, we can't do that. We can't afford it. Knowing that we're going to reject it because there's no reason to put high-speed rail from Milwaukee to Madison. I mean, there's just no reason for it. It's just ludicrous. And, you know, so they would reject it out of hand. But I think it's so they could point the finger and, and get for negative political points to these republicans who rejected the free money look what they're doing next for we're giving them one free give them free money they don't want to take it yep someone uh, sent in a ringtone of you john a ringtone a john c dvorak ringtone what am i am i just going i don't I, I, I don't remember but i have it uh, uh queued up queued up and it's like so if you want a, a john c dvorak ringtone start your recorders now Right, you know, he didn't leave the house in two days. Says he's doing some sort of a podcast. It's pretty suspicious if you ask me. <laughs> that needs to be attached to. You should play it again, but attached to see something, say something. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, so we'll, uh, hold on. This is a, a, a mega ringtone. Hold so on people second. can but we, so, But we, the payoff is see something, say something, right? Right. Okay, okay let's try it again. Right, you know, he didn't leave the house in two days. Says he's doing some sort of a podcast. It's pretty suspicious if you ask me. If you see something, say something. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. In the morning. I want to thank a few of our donors uh, for this show. And uh, including Sean Rice in Calgary. That's where all the money is in uh, Alberta, <laughs> Canada. I'm sorry my mom, Condoleezza, and Aunt Susan are such douchebags. Mm. Douchebag. His, his name is Rice. Get it? Yeah, I got you. $133.33. Uh, Beth Amon in Emeryville, which is just down the street. My fiance Joe, got me listening to your show more than a year ago. And now that I work in a hellish... MF desk job, whatever that means, mm -hmm. listening through the Pocket No Agenda's archive of shows is the only thing that keeps me sane. Aww. I'm donating $111.11 .11 for three reasons. I interviewed for a new job and would appreciate some karma. You've got karma. 
My fiance and I live in an upper floor apartment in Emeryville looking forward to the Berkeley Hills at least once a week. Sorry, I tripped. <laughs> I tripped. I tripped chem over the wire. At least once a week around 7.30 a.m. we see a chemtrail. Chemtrail. I blew that one. I'm a dick. Over my house, apparently. You want to make sure he's being nice and complacent or maybe John's her, her uh, I don't know. Picture included for proof. Yep. Interested in uh, hearing how John pronounces my last name, Amon. And Beth is a brand new donor. She's a new donor. And she's a a female listener. Uh, It makes number 14 on my checklist. Adam Colby. Sir Adam, as a matter of fact, in Menasha, Wisconsin. Double nickels on the dime. Pleasure listening to the show. I want to wish my beautiful wife and fellow No Agenda listener, Marion, a happy birthday. Yeah, she's on the list. Uh, Yvonne Erickson, or Evan Erickson, in Winnipeg, <laughs> Manitoba, $55. David Lee, Williamsburg, Virginia, 5210, which is our new, this is our, only going to go on for a while, uh, the 12th, uh, the 21st of May, apparently is the end of the world. We sent out a mailing reminding people, and if you want to uh, donate 50, in, in memory of the your last <laughs> of the universe, In memory of the world. Since we're you all can going donate to die. $521 or fifty two ten in uh, commemoration of the end of the world. And the way I see it, if it's the end of the world, you should just give us everything you've got. Donald Martin, Atlantic Beach, Wait, he Florida. Wanted, he wanted some karma for his son. I want to make sure we hand that out. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You've got karma. He was graduating from high school and heading off to college to finish his programming. <laughs> Donald Martin, uh, Atlantic Beach, Florida, 5210. Uh, Jeffrey Gerlock, Sir Gerlock, as a matter of fact, in, out here in Alamo. Can't wait for the rapture. Finally, to get rid of those pesky chosen ones. Good riddance. Oh, yeah, my website, podcastforpeace.com. John Tirada, Pasadena, California, down your way. Adam, please give me a karma, karma call out since I got laid off and need a new job. You've got karma. You know what's funny? Uh... So my daughter has an interview for Flaunt magazine, and uh, I sent her uh, the MP3 for Karma through an uh, email, and she actually says, "Hey, thanks for my Karma bell." She's talking about it. She like she she cherishes it. She, you know, th- these kids these days they believe in it. It's good. Well, good. That's what makes it work. In fact, I want uh, John when he gets his job to report back. Yes, Mark uh, Coylin. Colin. 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 Colin in uh, <laughs> Holland. No agenda is always number one on my podcast list. Greetings from East Lake City, Lowlands. Uh, Mark Curlin. Colin. Curlin. Colin. Curlin. Colin. that? Tim Humor in uh, Pelzer, South Carolina, 5210. T- Tim Cheng in Somerville, Massachusetts. Uh, hi, John and Adam. My 21st. The 21st is his birthday. Wow. <laughs> It'll be your last, my friend. It'll be the last, maybe. I would like to have a birthday shout-out for myself in advance. Please, uh, oh, and please call out my friend Justin for not donating, even though he's been, he's been hounding. I've been hounding him for two years. I'm on the mothership plan. Please keep up the good work. Love the show. Thanks, Tim. Andrew Sayer, George Scanlon, Andrew in Vancouver, B.C., $50. George in Carpentersville, Illinois, $50. George Vanderhorst. Sir George. Black Knight, Vander George. Vanderhorst. (laughs) Vander Knight. Vander Knight, uh, $50. A new uh, donor, Jefferson C. Post in northeastern Massachusetts. 
Uh, I've been a douchebag since the show one, number show number one, and that's been far too long. You guys are, are my news. Oh, Have some money. We should de-douche him. You've been de-douched. And finally, uh, Tristan uh, Wilson Kerrigan in Padbury and Tristan Lennon. This is an odd coincidence. Uh, in Wagga Wagga. Coincidence? Which is- I think not. Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, Wagga Wagga, uh, both uh, $50 for those two. So um, um, support for this program is uh, necessary. Uh, as predicted, it's uh, down since our uh, Big 300 show. Uh, so what we're working on now is uh, 521. That is the uh, the rapture. Uh, get get your support for the show in as soon as possible so we can all go out in style. Uh, $52.10. We did send a mailing out. Check your spam. Because not only does John get no spam, he sends spam. I apparently send it. He sends spam. <laughs> um, but, of course, uh, it would be great and uh, uh, and a huge support, a big boost for the show if you could uh, multiply that by 10. Uh, and, of course, we have a ton of other shows, uh, uh, other show support giving levels. And you can find all of that at Dvorak.org slash N-A. For today's program, Adam Colby, Sir Adam says happy birthday to his beautiful wife Marion, uh, who will be celebrating. Who celebrates today? Actually, why don't you send us a picture of her, uh, Sir Adam? And uh, Tim Chang wants to wish himself a very happy birthday. His birthday will be on May twenty first, the date of the rapture. So enjoy your last one, our friend. It's your birthday, yeah. We've got a knighthood to deal with here, John. Oh, uh, hold could, on. Could you please okay. uh, grab your blade. Very nice. Craig Peters, step forward to the booth. And kneel before us, you former slave, because of your giving levels up to $1,000 in total. Not only are you now uh, on the list for an official no agenda, hit him in the mouth in the morning ring, which have been ordered are coming from China, but we also are proud to pronounce thee, Sir Craig Peters, knight of the no agenda round table. Sir Craig, come on over here. Have a seat at the round table with our knights and our dames. Enjoy your hookers and blow, your rent boys and cabernet, and the exclusivity of the club known as... The Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. And actually, he's a black knight. Yes, he is. And did we have a make good, or did we do that? That that was it. Well, right. I mean, Al, AJ. Well, and uh, AJ. Right, and we yeah, did and AJ then we had... Well. Uh, right. We did AJ. CKP. Um, or no, new black knight. Groovy. So I want to remind people that, you know, we do put a lot of... Or we produce a lot of material on a monthly basis. It's probably uh, cost you more to go to the theater to watch a two-hour movie. Uh, and especially you commuters out there who are taking advantage of uh, at least getting something without a bunch of ads constantly. We have this one break, which accounts for like five minutes, and the rest of the show is mostly material, and then we try to bring you an insight that you can't get elsewhere for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, if everyone did this, we wouldn't be doing it, and we hope that you uh, appreciate that and uh, keep supporting the show because you – the audience is what pays for the show yes and of course we have no agenda stream.com which has an ever-growing list of uh producer produced shows uh from the audience itself which is running 24 7 and the brand new show notes system uh, show notes have always been a big part of the show it's a great research uh, uh resource and we have the new site nashownotes.com and uh, now added to the mix and uh by the time you listen to this uh, program on the podcast you can go to 303.nashownotes.com. It'll take you right to the show notes. 
has everything we discussed and more. Um, so all the stories that we've uh, prepped for you that we just didn't get to or weren't relevant to the conversation, whatever, since uh, John and I kind of do this on the fly. But also all of the clips, uh, all of the assets uh, right there in handy format. And it's also all structured in XML data. So you can search it. You can download the entire file. I mean, we've uh, we, that, that. And you know what? Uh, I put a lot of work into that. But it's kind of cool because I can multitask now while I'm watching C-SPAN. So I'll watch C-SPAN and I'll be working on the system at the same time. So it's kind of because C-SPAN is, uh, you know, watching C-SPAN is like watching paint dry. <laughs> well, talking about C-SPAN, I do have a few clips here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've tried to keep these short. There's one long one that, uh, oh, actually, the AT&T CEO in the future is not to be played. Okay. Uh, I, I sent it to you by accident. That's actually, I'm sending, that was the uh, CEO of AT&T going on and on about some technology. I'm sending it to a, a guy who is one of the top networking characters in the country to have him uh, fact check the bull crap that the AT&T guy said. I, well, if you want to hear bull crap from AT&T, listen to this, this bull crap about Skype when the AT&T CEO Stevenson is like going on about innovation and how, you know, becoming the guys that own the whole place uh, will be better for everybody because it's going to increase innovation somehow, even though we know that's bull. But listen to this. Nobody calls them on this because apparently nobody that's in Congress knows anything. OSs. You're seeing Microsoft and new OSs. And don't forget or don't miss the importance of what you read yesterday of Microsoft buying Skype. They run a very important wireless operating system that they have developed, combining that with a voice over IP capability now. This is going to be a very exciting and dynamic manifestation here. We're seeing applications hit the market at hundreds of thousands at a pace being downloaded billions of times. And so when I stop and just think about this kind of innovation cycle, by virtue of T-Mobile and AT&T combining... Okay. He sounds like so Bill what Clinton, wireless operating system are we talking about that Skype has invented? Well, I don't know what it is, but it's not going to work with global warming. None of that shit's going to work, brother. It's all going to go to crap. I, I would like to know, could somebody say in the chat room tell me what this wireless operating system is that Skype has innovated that is also combined yes, with voice uh, over IP? Well, no, I, th- I think what he's saying, although it has nothing to do with an operating system, that is bullcrap. Skype has a built-in feature that uh, when you're in an airport or other public places where there's public Wi-Fi available, um, you can actually uh, get on that Wi-Fi with your Skype account and with your Skype, uh, your Skype monies that you have in your Skype account, they have kind of like a closed-loop system. And it's, it's fairly automatic. I've seen this happen. It's quite amazing. When you open your laptop, if Skype is running, Skype will detect the network. Of course, you have to have your Wi-Fi on. It'll detect the network, and it'll pop up and it'll say, well, would you want to connect to this network and make calls? And then they you know charge some nominal fee for it. I think that's what he's talking about. Oh, <laughs> thanks for clarifying oh. this. Oh, well, I got a letter from the, uh, from the president of AT&T. You know, we've had, uh, we have AT&T because uh, that's just what we've been using. And it's gotten really bad recently uh, up here in the, the hill, uh, on the, the hilltop watchtower command center. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's, I actually had to open up a Google Voice account because it was no longer reliable. I mean, I would miss text messages. That's the worst, actually. I don't care. You know, people who call me, tough. But, uh, you know, my daughter texts you. My daughter will actually result to tweeting saying, hey, 
to answer my text message. And they have to like reboot the phone and like completely crap. I get the letter from AT&T from the president. Yes, we are upgrading in the California area. I hope the upgrades are going well for you. Yeah, like, how insulting is that? And it's gotten worse because they're moving all the antennas around. Ah. AT&T blows. The whole cell system blows. Everything sucks. And now we'll only have two guys to compete. And now we can, and the ham operators can't even communicate. Have you? Were you on the? Did you have your ears on this uh, this week, John? I had my no. I was watching C-SPAN. No, well, you should put Sorry. your ears on because uh, there's some kind of atmospheric uh, crap going on, and the ham guys can't communicate. Oh, that's interesting because that might explain some of the crazy dropouts I've been getting when I was watching the CNN reportage. Well, you know, what, I was, I was, you know I was seeing, I was like clear skies, beautiful out. There's nothing mm-hmm. going on. It wasn't storming. And I was getting a, lots of, of, of uh, digital failure. Well, you know what they say it's from. Tell me. Yeah. Harp. Uh, of course. No, the harp activity is crazy. Well, they had a little uh, earthquake in uh, Spain. Spain. Yeah. And it was, uh, of course, it was predicted in Rome, which is quite hilarious. I guess some, you know, the, some, it was like a, it was probably on Snopes, <laughs> propagated through Reddit. It's true. Some guy had predicted uh, in his manuscript that there would be a, a big earthquake in Rome yesterday. And, uh, and people were leaving Rome. Which <laughs> is great. They were leaving Rome. But then, of course, it hit in Spain. It was bad. Like, uh, they people missed. Died. Yeah. Yeah. They, they missed the target. But I was looking at the USGS, uh, seismic, uh, monitors page and there's a lot of seismic activity going on i mean just everywhere it's like stuff is off the chart it's really uh yeah well who knows um uh let me do this real quick shadow puppet theater because otherwise uh, we'll miss it and we'll get to the end of the show and then uh, we'll forget about it so there were uh, two shadow puppet theater uh announcement this week one was very clear uh and the other one not so clear uh, the first one is Meredith Atwell Baker, and uh, she was an FCC commissioner. Uh, she actually uh, helped uh, shuttle through the NBC Comcast, NBC Universal Comcast uh, deal. And well, guess what? She's now leaving, and she's going to become a um, a lobbyist for Comcast. Yeah, every, we got a lot of notes on that one. <laughs> isn't that, that amazing? That was hilarious. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Isn't that great? I thought this wasn't going to happen with this Obama administration. No. They promised that this, this revolving door bullcrap, you know, you're a regulator, you give these guys the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I vote yes. Yeah. You're hired. Yeah, yeah. You don't, and she looks like a douchebag. Why don't I just give her a douchebag? Douchebag. With a Hillary coat, but it's the wrong color. She has to have one of those Hillary red things on, but it's not quite the right color you know she got at the cheaper store she got like kind of the hillary do going on and everything these people make me sick to my stomach because you know that this is this is a payoff it's a total payoff he just sat there and helped to get this deal through which it's probably not good for us and uh, no no no, none of this is good for us people should appreciate the show that we're producing because this show is not going to last no because we're going to get taken off the air i can assure you now Wait, wait, I have, okay. I have one more Shadow Puppet Theater. Well, oh, actually, well, there's two things. One, uh, so Sheila Bear is going to leave the FDIC on July 8th. That will, that will be her last uh, day. 
Uh, Sheila Bear, of course, is a uh, you know was was supposed to be on the lookout for us when she was at the SEC. And uh, by the way, she has one of those uh, pooper necklaces on with like boulders. I mean, it's like huge rocks on this necklace. And these are shells, you say? No, these are like shiny rocks. Not like diamonds, but like, you know, I can't see how she can keep her head up, by the way. She, huh. she, she must be walking with a like a like Quasimodo. This thing is so big. So we have to see where she turns up. So we got to keep our eye on uh, Sheila Bear. She's a total elitist douchebag. Now, this is the one that was not so obvious. Um, so first of all, the U.S. Postal Service is in big, 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 big trouble. Uh, they are now they they posted a two point two billion dollar net loss. I don't see how you can. I mean, it seems but really I, simple. We, I, I know I talked about this with Horowitz, and I thought we talked about this on the show before because we had some testimony, and I think it came from C-SPAN that shows that the post office is actually making money. Oh, really? Yeah, they're actually making money, and the, the reason they have this two billion dollar loss is because. A bunch of the profits that they normally make go into the general fund, and they have they get a bill from the government, which is higher than what they do make. So they come in at a loss constantly, and they keep having to jack their prices up. But there, there's a number. If people look into this, they'll find out that if you, if you, it's, there's a bookkeeping bull crap that gives them this big loss. They're not losing money. Oh, really? Interesting. Hmm. Well, the shadow puppet theater move here, which is not really shadow puppet. Is that the the president made a lot? You know, when there's turmoil and lots of stuff going on, and we're all really interested in pictures of uh, uh, Osama bin Laden's eye blown out, then you got to be very wary and watch stuff. And there's a lot of personnel changes that were announced. A lot of judges. I don't, you know, I just don't have the time to follow up on these judges. But you know, oh the yeah, per- no, they're going to slip it past us, right? But he also announced the um, appointment of Robert G. Taub as commissioner of the Postal Regulatory Commission. And this guy was the uh, uh, he was an assistant secretary to the army. I thought that was really an interesting move. And, and it's one of two things. Either uh, the army needs to be wary because we got a, a lot of guys are going to go postal and start killing people. Or maybe we're turning the postal system into an arm of the army. Well, it could be an arm of the uh, intelligence right. arm of the army. Yep. Uh, because they, you know, the see something, say something uh, requires postal workers to now be on the lookout for suspicious behavior. So they're essentially now going to be, which is probably the reason you want to cough up the negative $2 billion to give them more money mm-hmm. so they won't, you know, think on the fact that they're now just walking spies or essentially cops on the beat when they're delivering mail that would be my guess uh, that's not yeah, that's that's i'll take that one you of know, course we have to... the uh, we have the the see something say something jingle uh, and someone pointed out to me on email that we really should be able to sell this to the department of homeland security and 50,000 may be lowballing considering they pay 18 million dollars for a website if you see something say Something. Turns out one of our producers uh, did some work and he says, hey, that see something, say something. They actually stole that themselves. This is not an original thought. See something, say something comes from a 2008 episode of Starship Troopers 3. <laughs> and I think Stop, you should- Wait, hold on a second. Starship Troopers had an episode. I thought it was just one crappy no, movie. No, no, no. They had three. It was a, an entire uh, 
Sequel. They had three of those movies about the bugs? So they had to recoup somehow. I guess they sold... That movie was the worst. Yeah, it's horrible. So they, so I guess they re, the producers recouped their money by selling See Something, Say Something to Lucy Napolitano. Have a listen. Federal council members were called together today by Sky Marshal Anoki for his weekly report. How are you doing, sir? Good to see you. Then, disaster... Bomb carried by a member of the Ghana Peace Coalition explodes. Among the missing, Sky Marshal Anoki and his loyal aide, General Dix Hauser. Today, each and every one of us has been attacked by a man who would demand peace at all costs. A man who calls himself a citizen. A man who is no better than a bug. That man is Elmo Gonnet, self-proclaimed pacifist turned terrorist. And today, he and other members of the Gonnet Peace Coalition are wanted in connection with the council bombing. And hey, citizen, you can help. Know your neighbors? Take another look, citizen. You could be living next door to a big fat reward. If you see something, say something. Would you like to know more? <laughs> So I'm waiting for the uh, commercials from Lucy wow. Napolitano that says, Hey, citizen, you could be living next door to a big fat reward. If you see something, say something. That's a great catch. Hey, everybody. Hey, citizen. Hey, citizen. You could be living next door to a big reward. Yep. If you see something, say something. Hey, citizen. Got to work on it still. You, you, well, yeah, I don't think you're working on it. Uh, I don't have time. I'm watching C-SPAN and programming the news network. I think you should at least spend a couple of hours with a bunch of videos or a bunch of Yeah, but a couple hours. Like I don't have a couple hours. I also well, you have like a, to watch the Obama have, the speech hey, and the weekly address yeah. while you're watching it, say, you know, <laughs> follow the cadence and well, you're going to watch it anyway. When I see you something, well say be, something. That's what you're telling me right here. Yeah, if you see, exactly. <laughs> well, see something, say something. If you something. see Obama, say Obama. <laughs> okay. I, I, I really want to do it. You know, I, I, believe me, the I only know, reason I, I keep I pushing believe, is because you sound exactly like him for that one moment. Not only that, but I look exactly like him. It would, you do. It would be perfect. It was the first question uh, Maynard asked yesterday. He said, so, how you doing with your Obama impersonation? <laughs> like, really? Hey, everybody. Hey, citizen. Hey, citizens. You could be living right next door to a big fat reward. If you see something, say something. Hey, citizen. Yeah, I got to work on it. But I will work on it. You say that. Yeah, but okay, okay. But uh, look, <laughs> look, let me be clear. There's a lot of work going on. NoahGenTheNewsNetwork.com, NAShowNotes.com, NoahGenTheStream.com. What are you doing? Uh, you're nothing. You're, yeah, thank you. You're building PCs. So, uh, Here's a clip that this is again back to the AT&T hearings. Mm -hmm. I finally listened to this whole thing and I realized that the whole deal, of course, this is obvious when you just think about it for a second. The idea is for AT&T to basically shut out all the little guys, even though they claim that they're not going to do that. But to shut out the little guys from being able to get roaming agreements and what you have to do to, you know, you, the, the way you do that is you have to make sure you don't need roaming agreements yourself. Right. Just like, just like patent portfolios in tech business. If you have a, you know, a big patent portfolio and, and you, you're locking everybody out of those patents and you got some little chip company that wants to make a chip that uses any of your patents and there are competitors, 
You can just tell them to screw themselves. They don't get any of your patents. Oh, wait a minute. If they have a one loan patent that you need, you're screwed. You have to give them a deal. So you have to let them use your patent. This is what happens with AMD and Intel. They're both big enough that they have enough patents each that they have to share technology. This is the same thing with roaming. So there's a roaming guy comes out. Some guy from uh, his name is uh, Mini, uh, Mina from Cellular South. Who's, who's in the committee, and he's one of the guys, and he bitches about the fact that AT&T won't give them roaming even though the FCC told them to. The AT&T guy comes back with some bogus reason, and then, of course, then they get into a little argument, and then Grassley, who doesn't seem to care about really, this whole thing is rigged, by the way. They, they're going to do this deal. He tells them to basically to shut up, but play this problem with AT&T roaming. And as far as the fees are concerned, uh, one of the biggest challenges that we have faced is trying to get a roaming agreement with AT&T, uh, especially a, a, a data roaming agreement at the 3G level. Even after the FCC mandated data roaming in their order uh, back in April, we've had we've had we've not made any progress toward that. Now, it, you know, April's April is just last month, but uh, you know, we've been told the roaming person's out of town, so. <laughs> It's, it's very important for, to answer your question, it's very important for uh, uh, carriers to be able to provide service that allows their devices to work anywhere the, the, the user goes, anywhere in the country, rural, urban. Uh, it's, it's awfully important to, for the voice and the data to work wherever they go. Uh, Mr. Stevenson. First, in response to the rural roaming, we... Um, we have a number of 3G rural roaming deals around the U.S. with rural providers. Uh, the FCC rules have established how that process should work. So we're open for business on roaming for rural 3G services. As it relates to Mr. Mina, he's on a different technology than AT&T operates on. I don't, I mean, I, I'd be glad to talk to you after this. I'll get something going, but we don't offer CD. We, uh, we, uh, we have a GSM property that we've been trying how, how to talk to you about you? for quite a while. We sure did. We have a GSM property in North Alabama. folks negotiate on your own yeah. name? <laughs> so. Douchebag. You know, it seems to me that when this little debate began, and it seemed <coughs> the real important element here was the fact that AT&T is only going to do roaming agreements with people that they have to do them with because right. of this similar situation like with yeah. the patents. Uh, that would be something you'd jump on if you were on the committee, right? But no, they get they tell the guys to go, you know, Pound play in the, in the sandbox someplace else. And it's just it was just, I thought it was hum, I thought it was a good example that this is rigged. Uh, yeah. Anyway, of course that was my, that's my main complaint about what I spent a lot of time to find that little clip. And that well, was that. you know, and I appreciate you doing that because no one else is paying any attention to it. The news media certainly isn't paying any attention to it. And essentially, it's a monopolistic move. By AT and T as they buy up T Mobile, and you're right. All of, I mean the the telecoms companies would they pay um, congressmen and senators in uh, campaign fund donations is huge. These companies they spend the most. You know, AT and T and Verizon they're the biggest advertisers in the universe. These guys are huge, and they own everybody and everything. And by the way, they track everybody and everything. This is all very important. Or as that guy says, important. He says important, kind of in a weird way. Yeah, they they have weird accents. So they're milieu, whatever it is. <laughs> it's their milieu. Weird voices. Um, so some Haiti news. As you know, I, I still track uh, Haiti very closely uh, because, uh, well, uh, not only do I have my thoughts about the 
the naturality of the earthquake there. Uh, but uh, when uh, President uh, Presidents Bill uh, Billy Boy Clinton and uh, douchebag Bush came out and said, uh, "Hey, just send us your cash." We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. So, a um, couple things going on in Haiti. It is obviously still extremely dire. Um, they, the cholera projections have been up once again. People are pooping themselves to death, literally, in uh, in Haiti. And uh, Euro News did go out and uh, try to investigate the claims that uh, the UN peacekeepers actually have spread this cholera. And the way it happens is, so they have these blue helmet camps, UN camps, uh, which is an army camp. You know, it's military because they have blue helmets. Therefore, they, I guess they're not, they don't look as aggressive or whatever. Um, and when they poop, uh, it goes from the latrine right into the river. And so the guy went out and tried to investigate. We're not being told exactly what's going on here, but it certainly smells like sewage. There are toilets right there, and the liquid seems to be draining into this river just a few meters away that flows into the nearby town of Mirbalé. Local residents said they'd frequently seen sewage from the base leak into the river, and that families in the area had recently become ill. It's only people downriver who have been infected. A child close to here died. Another family had three kids get diarrhea, and one died the same day. The UN is firmly denying the battalion could be a source of the outbreak. A senior official told Al Jazeera the water had been tested already. There has also been a rumor that, um, that the Nepalis uh, in, in Mirabale are a source of, of cholera. We have taken samples from the river, and they've been confirmed by the National Laboratory to be negative. But downriver from the Nepalese base, there are certainly cases of cholera. Fifty cases have been confirmed in the local prison, and the river runs on into Artibonit, the worst affected region. The Nepalese contingents wouldn't tell us when they arrived here, but UN headquarters confirmed it was mid-October, just weeks after a cholera outbreak in Kathmandu. And on Wednesday, the soldiers appeared to be taking away more samples, suggesting this investigation may not be over. So that was uh, Al Jazeera, I apologize. Uh, and of course, uh, they had the guys actually on their hands and knees uh, scooping up poop. This seems to be a theme that we uh, that we have now in our, uh, in our government. Detective Dookie. Detective Dookie! Poop police. I love it. Special poopers unit. So anyway, so while that's going on, while people are pooping themselves to death... Uh, President Clinton will uh, be leading the official U.S. delegation to the inauguration this weekend of Haiti's new president, the uh, the douchebag formerly known as uh, the guy in the band that no one cared about, uh, Sweet Mickey Martelli, and uh, who will be accompanying him? Martelli. No, Bill, Billy Boy. He's he's leading. Who's going to be accompanying him? Yeah. Well, it's got to be some celebrity. Well, no, it's Hillary, of course. Hillary's oh. going along. Now, oh. yeah. So, um, of course, what we're still trying to figure out is where did all the money go? The money that these guys literally shilled for. And I can tell you, after we remind ourselves how they pitched this to the American public and the world, shysters show up and take advantage of people's goodwill and generosity. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. The Clinton Bush Haiti Fund, that's who you sent your money to, announced yesterday it would invest $2 million to complete construction on a major hotel project in Haiti. Ah, I'm glad we nailed that early. The 130-room Oasis Hotel. Ah, and they will, of course, have the Bill Clinton suite. 
Oh, yeah. At which the top Bill Clinton there. will get comped. For free. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. What happened to the rest of the billions that were collected? $10. Type it in your cell phone. 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. Yeah. Where'd that money go? As into the Clinton Library. Well, you know they had the big. They, they had the big. Of course, the giveaway for these things is always the concert with all these, yep. you know, yep. a- actors and you know singers, and they're all the same. Bono, those types of people, all singing and <laughs> Sir Bob. <laughs> it's like a giveaway. As soon as they do that, you know, it's just I know, a scam. I know it's nasty. It's nasty. But at least uh, you know when people listen to our show, they don't get entirely. Duped. Yeah, we do the show. Yeah, another one we uh, we've been talking about, John. How long have you, actually you have been saying there will come a day when when corn sugar will just be called sugar? Yeah, it was obvious that that was the idea. Here's the commercial. Has, day, has that day come? That day has come. Here's the commercial. Like any parent, I have questions about the food my daughter eats. Things like high fructose corn syrup. So I started looking for answers from medical and nutrition experts. And what I discovered is that whether it's corn sugar or cane sugar, your body can't tell the difference. Sugar is sugar. Yay! And knowing that makes me feel better about what she eats. And that's one less thing to worry about. Learn more at cornsugar.com. Hot pocket. Sugar yeah, is sugar. Yeah, this, this showed up about a month ago, actually. Well, we never played it on the show. No, and uh, but it's obviously you know that I, I was disgusted by because there was a, there's actually some follow up there's some expert there's a couple experts floating around that have been pointed out to us that come out with this new meme which is sugar, sugar is sugar. sugar yeah we well we did play that clip a couple of weeks ago yeah that's it and, yeah. and the point is is that it's not and everybody I mean the earlier on the earlier pitch that the fructose guy the high fructose corn syrup people had was it's high fructose hello sucrose and fructose are not the same. And we always assume that sucrose is sugar because that's what, you know, we've been over the centuries, the eons, we've been eating sugar, which is derived from uh, originally from cane. And then it'd be started. You could get it. You could extract it from certain sugar beets. But it was a sucrose product. And high fructose corn syrup is a completely different thing. It's a combination of mostly fructose and a little sucrose. And it's mixed up with God knows what because it comes out of refinery. So who knows what's really in there in terms of like the way and the way it operates, the way they're bond together. Who knows what it does? Obviously, it's not good or we, we think it's not good. And we assume it's not good because they keep covering up the facts and they keep jumping on people who complain about it and they keep putting it in everything that we don't want it in and anyway to to make a long story short (laughs) it's bull crap that sugar is sugar sugar is sugar poop is poop (laughs) it's it's unbelievable unbelievable then why do they call it high fructose corn syrup because it's sugar it's just like it's ridiculous, and they are going to pull this stunt yeah. where we're on the labels. It's going to be, it's just going to say sugar, and it's going to be high fructose corn syrup. And uh, I was looking at bread. I was at the store getting some croissants and some other stuff, and I'm looking at this package. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You were getting a croissant? Yeah, I was getting a croissant. A croissant doing a, in your milieu? A study of croissant. Was that part of your material to get a yes, for your croissant? So anyway, so I'm looking at the bread. Uh, ingredients in his various bread products and they got high fructose corn syrup and half the bread in your croissant no the croissant didn't have high fructose corn syrup but these other products <laughs> i mean i say why, why am i buying why is there high fructose corn syrup in my bread because sugar is sugar have a croissant 
I don't want sugar in my bread at all. Why do I want this in my bread? Would you please say, I don't want sugar in my croissant. I don't want sugar in my croissant. There's the opening of the show. Perfect. <laughs> I don't That's want. I said it. I don't I, want it I, in I, my. I don't a, want, do you want a safety? Yeah, please. Do one for safety. I do not want the sugar in my croissant. See, that's not funny. See, that's that's just not funny. It's when you when you because you said it like you really meant it, and now, I did. now that's you just, why I pronounce it. Well, how do you pronounce croissant? Croissant, croissant, sugar in my croissant, croissant. Hello, everybody, croissant. I guess my Tourette's is acting up. Uh, General Hospital, end of an era. I don't want to go overdo this. But uh, <laughs> but we are at the end of days, and not I'm not talking about the end of the world. But they're taking all the soap operas off the air, and we're going to miss dialogue. And people should start watching the soap operas because you're never going to see them again. These aren't going to exist anymore. So they're all going to be replaced by crappy reality shows and and, and talk mediocre, shows. mediocre talk, talk shows, shows yeah. like uh, Ellen. Ellen, Ellen, yeah. So this is uh, it's like the radio plays going away. So this will... Uh... Yeah, this is the end of an era. I'm surprised you didn't just keep walking. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't my first instinct. But you decided to ignore your own ultimatum and say hello. Maybe there's hope for us yet. I really shouldn't be talking to you. I miss you. Hopefully at some point you'll miss all of us enough to go to rehab and get help. <laughs> the only reason I'm talking to you right now is because I'm scared you're going to do something stupid and get yourself killed. The end of an era. The end of General Hospital. The end of an era. Ellen, coming up next. Hello, everybody. It's just like I'm just I just was flipping around. and I saw this and I said, oh, my, this is terrible. I was on another world one. But we should see if we can find that episode because that's a you classic were on one. another world. Yes. Yes. As a celebrity. Just also is defunct. It's long gone. Yes. As a special guest star. I was on another world with that big hair of yours. Yes. With that. You know, the only people who ever say anything about my hair are people who lack it. You know, you you had big hair. You don't have it as much anymore. No, you I have, don't. No, I don't. No. no, we're talking big hair. I could have a crew cut, and people would still say, "Hey, that's the guy with the big hair." I mean, it's <laughs> you had big hair. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> no, no, it's not nothing wrong with it. But the only people who still talk about it are the ones who have no hair. And you're kind of thin. No, anyone who saw those old clips of you would say the same thing. Uh, so it, it was like hair? 1988 for the chat room. They're going to go and look for it. It was Another World 1988, I think. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we need 89. to get that. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. It's, clip art. it's the end of an era. A <laughs> um, couple of things. There was a little slip up uh, regarding Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Of course, we know that uh, uh, the everyone lied uh, to the uh, human resources, uh, who, of course, are the awakened slaves. And the slaves themselves that uh, the president had somehow gotten rid of don't ask, don't tell. And now if if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And if you're gay, you can tell everyone. Well, that's not true. Uh, and so this week, uh, two things happened. First, the news came out. Navy chaplains authorized to perform same-sex marriages on bases. Well, that took about 12 hours. Navy suspends its new policy on same-sex <laughs> unions. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, you know, someone went, who the, the hell, who the hell, who authorized that? Stop that now. The, they need a central location. They need a new office, the new department where they, where the major script is kept, where the, where the, yeah, uh, the, ma- the master script, the, 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 master writer, script. the writer's room. They need a writer's room where all the writers yeah. are in one room and they all bang the ideas uh, around and they agree on something. I told, yeah, they yeah. can't go like this. This is making them look like idiots. <laughs> well, uh, we don't really want them to do that because then we'll kind of lose all our good material. Uh, very sad. Playboy uh, Gunter Sachs, ex-husband of Brigitte Bardot, committed suicide. Um, prediction. This actually came from uh, Robert, who uh, posted this on uh, noagendanewsnetwork.com. Uh, he says, uh, so here was the article. He's a uh, German-born Sack 78, left a suicide note saying he had been suffering from a hopeless illness and felt he was losing his memory, ability to think, and communicate clearly. Uh, so we're just waiting for this to turn into a promo for uh, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's vaccine. Yeah, But, so, did you, but dr- changing, but, but you're on this sort of topic. Did you see the, uh, the Hollywood hit that took place? Yeah, on the, the MTV executive with a with an execution well, well, okay, style. So, so first of all, let's just roll it back a little bit and tone it down. This is not an MTV executive. Okay, okay well, an MTV dude. Yeah, he was an MTV dude. I don't know him. You know, he was young. He was from, uh, um, you know, from the LA operation on a couple of these reality shows. I, you know, I don't think this was a hit. Uh, I, you know, it he was shot in the back of the head while he's on his knees. What do you, you don't think it was a hit? Yeah. So it was uh, Osama bin Laden. That wasn't a hit. That was an accident. <laughs> you and your slide whistle. No, I, I looked into it. I don't think it was a hit. I don't. I mean, maybe because one of the shows was that he worked on was like a, a rap. Oops. There I go. A hip hop show. Um, so maybe there were some hip hoppers pissed off at him, but I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Well, you're down there. You would know. Yeah, I continue to monitor. Now, did you see this? Do you remember our friend, um, the Google executive? You know, the guy who actually started the entire Egyptian revolution? Yeah, Wahel that Gornim? guy been credited with it, yeah. No, no, he started it. He he did the entire thing. Oh. Yeah, he has a book deal. Oh. Uh-huh. His book will be called. So some guy, a Google guy, he just works in an office at a desk and he tweets something, and now he gets a book deal. Mm-hmm. It's called Revolution 2.0. <laughs> I knew you did. <laughs> I read that. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. Right. Unbelievable. And one more from the Ministry of Truth Files, and then I want to give you a couple of 33s. Um, actually, there's two things we have to talk about. Uh, so this was unbelievable that uh, the uh, who was it that did there was a, a Freedom of Information Act request. I'm trying to figure out who filed this uh, ACLU to so the American Civil Liberties Union. And uh, they requested a whole bunch of documents from the FBI and they've published some of these documents uh, and this is about uh, the government wiretapping you. Uh, so here's the document that the FBI sent back. Uh, the, SK, the FBI withheld the identities of the electronic communication service providers that have provided information or are listed as potentially required to provide information to the FBI as part of its national security and criminal investigation under authority granted by Section 702, blah, 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 blah. That, of course, is the uh, FISA Act. 
um, has been asserted because disclosure. So they have not, they won't tell under the Freedom of Information Act request. They are refusing to tell uh, the slaves who which telecommunications companies are giving out information about their customers. And here's the reason why. Specifically, these businesses would be substantially harmed if their customers knew that they were furnishing information to the FBI. The stigma of working with the FBI would cause customers to cancel the company's service and file civil actions to prevent further disclosure of subscriber information. I mean, we're doomed. Can you believe, AT&T, by the way. Can you, of course, but can you believe that? The, the FBI will not tell us, under law they're required to, they will not tell us because we might sue those companies or drop our, or, or go to another company. And that that is the definition of abhorrent right there. Ooh, the word comes back. Libya has a little bit of a problem. NATO... Um, uh, admitted uh, earlier this week they don't know uh, if Gaddafi is dead or alive. So uh, all of a sudden, uh, pictures start to show up. Here he is. <laughs> He's alive. He's doing well. And uh, the president just announced that uh, that douchebag uh, from the opposition uh, will now be uh, visiting the White House and he'll be taking a meeting. So they're recognized. It doesn't matter if Gaddafi is dead or not. Uh, the EU is opening up an office in uh, Tripoli, and London is opening up an office uh, in in London for the Libyan opposition. They just, they just pretend like Gaddafi doesn't even exist now. Well, that's one way of doing it. Yeah, I like it. It's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Eh, whatever. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little disturbing. Or go ahead and say it. What? It's abhorrent. Uh, I'm not going to say it. All right. I'm going to avoid using the word unless something really gets to me. Okay, well, let me try this one on you then. So uh, the uh, there's a there's a we have to fund the military, of course, you know, because you know we have to other we have yes. to, we have to we have to pay the troops. So this is the uh, and uh, this is like a six hour C span shindig, which I have not watched everything, but I, I would like to pull the relevant quote. Um, so they have the fiscal 2012 defense bill. And uh, as with uh, most of these big bills, which is, of course, trillions of dollars, they always slip stuff in. Check this out. What they've added to this bill is an update to the 2001 authorization to use military force to reflect the Al Qaeda of the present day. Of course, it's much different than the organization that attacked us on 9 11. So the original authorization tethered the war to those directly or indirectly responsible for 9-11, which means the president can say, you know what, you were directly or indirectly responsible for 9-11, we could declare war on you. The new language authorizes, quote, an armed conflict with al-Qaeda, the Taliban, and associated forces as those entities continue to pose a threat to the United States and its citizens. What this means is, with associated forces, which of course could be a 
The president now can authorize the United States to go to war with anyone, any country, anywhere without going to Congress. Yeah, this is a big scandal that's going on right now. And I was I was listening to John Garamendi, who seemed to be the guy that seemed to be on top of this, saying that all this is doing is a blank check for the president to do whatever he wants. You know, and they, they, there's been a number of these bills going through. There was one that was showed up. Uh, I don't remember the number, but it's another Schumer bill mm-hmm. where Schumer says, let's get, you know, why, why, all these Senate confirmations that we're doing. Why, why don't we just skip them and let the president do whatever he wants? In other words, you know, you have to imagine yourself in a position of one of the three parts of our government giving up power to the to the executive branch just out of goodwill or who knows why. But the fact of the matter is that our Congress is just essentially turning this country because they have spineless group of people that don't want to, you know, they just basically don't want to do any work. Uh, it, just like the Roman Senate, you know, which was always, you know, people complained Ooh, about it when yeah. the Romans turned into a from a from a republic of sorts to a uh, dictatorship oriented dictatorship, which is what we're slowly turning into. And I want to remind people that this show that you're listening to is not going to continue forever because of this. Uh, and and the, the the Schumer bill and this thing here that, that Garamendi's complaining about and all the rest of it is just more indications that they're just turning more and more power over the executive branch, both the Republicans and the Democrats. And of course, you don't want to keep you want to keep Ron Paul out of the argument, even though he's won every straw poll. But don't talk about him running for anything. For heaven forbid, he won't be part of the game. And they just give it away the whole operation, both parties. To the executive branch, and of course the Republicans figure, well, we'll get back in there someday, and so we'll get to be the Caesar. It's ridiculous. The country is, it's a problem. Yeah. So um, uh, to wrap it up, when uh, when Maynard asked me, Maynard from ABC Australia, there said, you know, what can we do? And he's like, oh, you should be Mayor Curry. I'm like, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I think the real way to get guy with the hair. Yeah, isn't he the guy with the hair? Thanks. Hey, I saw him in another world. He was awesome. Swamp Thing was great. Now he's mayor. Um, I kind of came up with the only way we can get rid of these elites. And the only way is to really get under their skin and annoy them. Because when they're annoyed, then they go on television or C-SPAN, which will be good enough in this case. And they do trip up. Because the media, this is the only thing they can't control. When... One of these elites really trips up and does something really dumb. That propagates, goes viral, and they lose all credibility. So um, the best way we can do that is to keep getting under their skin by calling Hillary Lucifer. Uh, you know, it's Lucy Napolitano. It's uh, Shyster Sh- Schumer. You got to keep irritating these guys. That's what really works. That is my. Uh, yeah. That no. Is, no, I. I. This is. I'm going to stick to. I'm glad it. you feel that way. And just so you know, John FEMA has ordered uh, over a hundred thousand uh, box cars with shackles. These are oh, this, this I don't believe this story. Well, there's a nice picture of them. There's a picture of it. Reminded, reminded of one of the websites that showed a, uh, a routing to a FEMA camp. This is a couple a couple years back, and I just coincidentally had a picture of the same uh, place, which turned out to be in Slovenia. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm not buying a lot of this stuff. This is a, you have to send me a link. I want to check it out. I'm okay. sure it's a fake. It could be. It could be. Um, could be a fake. But anyway, I have put in a request uh, for an executive suite for us with uh, shackles. I should put in a request for a, a, <laughs> a, 
what do you call it when you get the uh, to get to the FBI documents, uh, Freedom of Information Act request? Okay, we need to have some people out there that are doing this for us, and we should be doing it for ourselves. Just requesting all kinds of stuff. I'm too busy emulating. It takes the president. years to get it, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I'm too busy trying to do the president's voice. I got no time for. Uh... Well, you haven't <laughs> been spending enough time on that. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Here's your box car. All right, John, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, for those of you who would like to get more information, informations, backgrounds, it's all at nashownotes.com. By the time you hear the uh, program, it'll be 303, that's 303.nashownotes.com. Of course, uh, noagendashow.com, noagendastream.com. And uh, the most important one, Dvorak.org slash NA. It is your funding that keeps the show going. And uh, and let's not forget NoAgendaNation.com, which also has a store. True. true. Coming up, we've got uh, Mr. Oil with Oil's Crude Show uh, on the stream, NoAgendaStream.com, uh, followed by GX2. So we're a little bit behind today. So that'll uh, be just a little bit delayed. It's on the way. I am your lone wolf coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gimmo Nation West here in the People's Republic of Southern California in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday for early morning service right here on No Agenda. And remember, if you see something, say something. Citizen, you could be living right next door to a big fat reward. Dvorak.org slash N-A